show coming from the rec store. Bet this back in the Mac in the back flow. Let's go, chillin' with raccoons by the back door. Take calls so you can stake more. All I wanna do is making door right. But I found this crew and doing alright. We wreck will bitch, ready to fight. So many raccoons ready for the boss life. I might fly high like a kite, right? But always ready for a shite for the right prize. Raccoon supply has the right price. Giving you respect if it's likewise. So I'm buying all the mean guys with the clean heart. Read between lies, laser bean through lean eyes. Larry or with clean lies, trash mouth, mean smile, be wise. NFT wise, fuck with these guys. It's the rack rap from the back lab. 100 NFTs in my backpack. Crazy rack rap from the stash app. Rack will take a lead in this haystack. It's the rack rap from the FM. And it's fucking, what is it? It's 0800 in the morning. What does it all stand for? Oh my god, the fucking coffee and cripple crew at last it in the room for that cheeky little Cosmos Solano crossover. I can't fucking wait. It is, uh, what's it, the day Friday, the 20th of fucking October 2023. And this is your host, Robbo, the player, uh, pleb, mayor of Rackville. We've got Bruce Ian on the co-host. I'm taking it, B-Bands is dropping the kid off at school. She should be in pretty soon. It's been an epic day for us. We've just finished our first mint on Stargaze at lunchtime. Well, my lunchtime, my time. I'm in Bangkok. Uh, it's 7 o'clock here and 7 p.m. And we are launching in seven hours on Stargaze. So we've done a 10-day turnaround with a single single five of EP2 and this is dropping tonight the single six so fuck and we've just done a hundred and odd hundred and fucking thirty odd airdrop or something to everybody who basically bought the single on the new single on Stargaze right ten days ago or over the last ten days if you've minted one of you hundred and thirty eight gigachads We've just airdrop years. If you don't know you're listening in the replay we've just fucking airdrop years their full first EP and we had to really work hard to get it there where formatted for Stargaze. She's got no fucking idea. Taking 436 meg down to like 130 fucking six. It's taken like the work of five men. We've pulled it off. It's done. We airdropped it. A pleb like me, no code experience, fucking NFT collections, fucking airdropping. You didn't need devs, man. Who needs devs? Bruce, can devs not do something? What's going on? I mean, do we need these plebs or what? <laughs> That's it, Bruce. That's all you're getting from me today. Thank Sorry, man. I was just doing, I was just doing a retreat of the spaceman, but no, of course we don't need plebs. Devs, I said. Oh, devs. Devs. oh yeah. Sorry, same thing, man. Sorry, sorry. But just give it, give it a year, man. Let the devs code and good AI model, a good no-code AI model, follow us, retail idiots, and then we can all become the devs, right? They're gonna make themselves unemployed in a couple of years. It's gonna be amazing. Pretty, pretty much. Now, as we always do on Rack FM, we didn't fuck around, right? Jessica's in here. She's been on a few shows. What she'll tell you, man. She's a salon of days and she'll tell you what we're like. Uh, I'll tell you what, guys. I've got a very, very big, big, like a big, the big question to start with, right? For the three of you. So without further ado, we'll just whip around the room. Clutch, give us a minute. Give us your elevator pitch, right, dude? Just for the audience. I know you. But obviously, we'll get some good replays and shit on this. But for our new crowd, we're just catching up with you guys for the first time, Clutch. Who are you? Where are you from? And what do you do? 
Yo, what's up? Uh, so my name's Christian, aka Clutch. Uh, you know, I'm fully docked from within the community and all our friends. They know where I live. Uh, but just don't come visit. Uh, I don't have snacks for you guys. Uh, there's enough snacks for me. Um, dude, I've been uh, you know, I'm uh I'm a I'm kind of like a boomer of sorts when it comes to to crypto, right? I'm 34. Uh, so you know, if you're if you're past what 20, 22, 23 in the crypto space, you're a boomer. But uh, anyways, um, I've been in the space since 2020. My very first crypto transaction was Doge. So, you know, I definitely came in on the FOMO and just a super, super hopeful, wishful astronaut. Right. And uh, it was it was super fun. Just kind of coming at the uh, at, at, you know, at the peak of the last bull run. So everything I was doing, it was it was working out. So, you know, false hope, apparently. Right. With this uh, Barrett market. But uh you know, along the way, Andrew and I had already been friends, so we we collabed together on a different space. We were already doing coffee and crypto on Facebook Messenger, so we just took it over to Twitter. We partnered up and you know put the platform together. But uh, just a, just a quick story on me: I I am a, a a door knocker for ADT Security. That's what I started. Ended up starting my own franchise, and now we have a bunch of sales guys throughout the country. So just I've always brought some form of something i'm always doing something and uh that's uh it's been a fun journey but uh you know without plugging in all the details that's just kind of me in a nutshell man a door knocker so it's super easy to host the space because you guys just come visit and knock on my door so i know how to how to deal with that well i used to be a door knocker back in the day i mean i was in sales gas and electric i was in double glazing before the gas and electric uh i've been all over this shit in my earlier career before i like fucking took a little bit of a change like when traveling etc but bro my fucking grandfather used to make me laugh me out of man he's like the fucking pain to last longer than your fucking skin you little pleb <laughs> <laughs> fuck off grando i've got a fucking job man don't take the piss out of me i was like 17 or something he's like the pain to last like the pain on the door lasts longer than your fucking skin i'm like cheers boss man but uh mate i loved it i loved door knocking and back in the day man it was a rape like it was hilarious it was Proper good crack phone sales are a different ball game. You just become a, a fucking junky alcoholic, degenerate fucking agent on the phone sales shit. But uh, yeah, man, uh, dude, lovely to hear that uh, intro. Fantastic. And like I say, we'll get about there. Uh, we'll get into the dynamic definitely with you guys. Yeah. Quicks, you're up, son. Who are you? Where are you from? What you're on? What's your story, Morning Glory? GM, GM. I am the resident fox, uh, Nick the Quick. AKA Quicks, um, AKA the ambassador of Solana and, you know, hopium giver for NFTs. Dude, I met, so I've been in crypto also since 2020, a little bit after Clutch shows, like my first trade was the, the Shiba, but I got into NFTs like shortly after, dude. And I've just like been so inspired by the idea of proof of ownership with digital collectibles and the potential, like what could be done in gaming. And just like life in general, buying things, cars, um, interacting with people combined with the metaverse, it like what's happening with technology is so beautiful to me. So that's what's like enthralled me with crypto and NFTs. I linked up with Coffee and Crypto over a year and a half ago now. They had their Shark Tank Saturday and I have my own little project that, you know, they help me out with and we run. But I've just showed up every single day. And become part of the team man and uh it's just been an amazing experience these guys dude have literally provided so much to the ecosystem like 
it's insane, dude. Like what we've seen and done over the past year and a half from everything from the FTX collapse to all these different projects that have come and go uh, to collabing with people like on different blockchains, man. It's just been so amazing, dude. And such a beautiful journey. Uh, so like, this is really awesome. Like being able to share this with you guys and, and, and link up. Cause I know you guys are doing your thing on Cosmos and uh, you know, I'm mainly on Solana and we, we, we dabble with all blockchains. Obviously these guys are profit maxis, you know, we're here to make a bag and, you know, you know, secure our financial freedom uh, through this beautiful tech that offers decentralization. And uh, so there's a lot of like mixture of takes here at Coffin Crypto, man, but like we all support each other. And that's like the biggest thing, man. And these guys are family, dude. Like Christian, Andrew are like my brothers in this, dude. It's been such an amazing journey. I've learned so much from both of them, but I've also surpassed them as Spaces hosts. And now I have become the highest rated Spaces host on the Crypto Hustlers (laughs) team. Uh, the top ranked one according to super spaces also numbers don't lie clutch check the scoreboard um and i'm a fan hey, favorite hey i feel five. like thank you I feel, I feel like i feel like uh you know have you seen friends you know that comedy series from america friends you know like uh when he's like hey chandler you're stealing my moves i feel like the dad of friends looking at quicks going i had that joke lined up for tonight and he's ruined it quicks don't fucking nick any more me punchlines for the rest of the season, will you? By the way, friends, man, it's more like the Karate Kid, where Daniel's son surpasses, you know, the skills of uh, his sensei uh, and becomes the tournament champion of the Valley Clutch. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> thank you. thanks, Rex, for having us. Everybody on, knows Daniel is the villain. Says the man, says the man quick say he's got more fucking aliases than Whitey Bulger there, isn't he? That was a bit of an introduction at the beginning. Did you hear him? AKA this, AKA that. I thought there was fucking guns you coming told in. Them a minute. You told them I'm a gone minute. Me, it keeps going. I'm going for me bombshell there. I'm like, fuck this, AKA's coming in. Uh, Andrew, mate, yeah, obviously you've heard the crack, bro. You didn't need me to give you any fucking intro, fucking air, bro. Go for it. Oh, man. So, uh, I, uh, I I I just got back from, from grabbing a blunt, walk up the stairs, a lot of breath here. But, um, you know, I got a a little bit of a crazy story. I'm from St. Louis, Missouri. I, I sold drugs from 15 to 20, and and after uh, selling drugs, I got out of jail. Decided I didn't like jail, so I, I got in the door knocking, like like clutch, and had some success there. And uh, I I ended up buying Bitcoin back in 2017, and it uh. It, it was, you know, it's been a journey ever since, you know, I, I accidentally went full time in crypto in, in 2021 when I launched an NFT project. And, you know, now I'm trading, making profits on any way I can. That's that's really me right now. Oh, bro, you'll fit in well in here, man. I used to fucking smuggle drugs up the arse, mate. I once told these on a fucking late night space and they were all in fucking shopping that. I was like, no, no. And then when they realized I was a professional, were like, holy fuck, Rob, okay. Never mind. I mean, I've got problems in later life, you know what I mean? I, I don't want to fart in public, put it that way. Uh, right. I'll tell you what, guys. We do have a little playful thing. And, and I have got a big question for the three of you. I've really been working on this question all week. I think it's very poignant, and that's not me normally. So a couple of easy questions. We'll go to Clutch first. Clutch, I've got three kind of easy, simple questions, right? Uh, what's your favorite sandwich? Favorite sandwich, dude? Can I, can I, can I uh, answer burrito there? Oh, you can. I mean, our class that is, hey, it's got something. 
but bread, it's a flower. What exactly, bro? I'll, I'll tell no, you what, risk. I'm just no, messing no, with you. I, I'm just messing with you now. But I, I'll take a grilled chicken, uh, parm panini with an extra thing of marinara on the side, provolone cheese, maybe fresh mozzarella, and uh, I'm sending it. Bro, you know, half our audience just come for the sandwich porn alone. It's ridiculous, man. Uh, quick, you're up, man. What's your favorite sandwich, bro? Well, first of all, Clutch, a burrito is not a sandwich. The court of Worcester, Miss Massachusetts, determined this. Uh, yeah, so you're wrong. Uh, second of all, the correct answer is a Cuban sandwich. Uh, they, I'm from South Florida. They are absolutely delicious. I just grown up loving pork. Uh, Cuban sandwiches all day. Publix makes a mean one also, but there's a there's some dope restaurants down here. Some amazing like Cuban food, Spanish. Oh, Span- I just love Spanish food, dude. Oh, Rob, Rob was having to keep quiet, like, because when it comes to the sandwich crack, like, there's three that is level par for me. And I'm, I'm one week, I'm that one week, I'm like bipolar with the sandwiches. Eh, Andrew, son, do you mind? Man, you know, I'm kind of funny with my, my favorite sandwich because it's pastrami on, on rye. And it's the, the only sandwich I've really ever ordered. I've, I've ever ordered, you know, for probably a few years now because I had it. Uh, right before I finished second in the, the Florida State Poker Championship. And that, that was just my lucky sandwich, and I've ate it ever since. Have you been tested for autism or not? Oh, he's my kind of guy, man. He's my what? kind of guy, man. Andrew, have you ever tried a Danish open-faced oh, sandwich? Oh, I can't believe I you started. Not. Bro, this is the best sandwich ever made. I, I'm gonna, I made a post about the Danish sandwich maiden. You have a you need a, you need an education to make these sandwiches in Denmark, bro. It's next I'll look it up. shit. Don't worry, I'll send it. So I mean, you know what? I'm gonna say this about clutching them. They're not exactly like equal opportunities, are they? I mean, in this Web three space, we have to employ like what we would call a spaz back in the day, like Bruce, like a bit of a retard. Like we've got no fucking choice, like in the cosmos, or we, you know, we get cancelled if we don't have like twenty percent. So, I'm the I'm, I'm the diversity hire. <laughs> you fucking are as well right quick one I'm going to go bang 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 here clutch shoe size I'm a 10 US man oh okay quicks also a 10 same size as Slim Shady oh you wow. can swap training shorter than you quicks can... and he's got smaller feet by the size comparison I don't want to talk about where that leads to but just dude we know it's about the hands out. bro I, I can palm a basketball dude you know you can't Andrew gets you can also probably palm dude let's keep this family friendly have you ever oh, done that though you could swap shoes you know they could swap at festivals right that's what we used to do like at Glastonbury on the Saturday you'd wear one pair and you'd swap with your mate and you'd wear the other one you'd look the fucking same <laughs> like you'd look different sorry each day instead of looking like a pleb uh, I just need to, bro, sorry I just need to point out please don't keep this family friendly you're gonna destroy our brand good in that case Andrew, well, I'm, a, I'm a real man I wear size 11 I had a feeling he was going to come in. I had a feeling he was the bigger man. I really did, like, just by the voice. I definitely, I mean, he you kind of tell Well, you kind of tell him, Clutch, you can't tell if he's, like, fucking 22 or fucking 52, can you? Uh, but I knew Andrew had a bit of vigor in him. Uh, right, last question. And this is, oh, look who's come in the room on this question. I cannot believe, Gaines, listen to replay. You've just come in. This is for Gaines. This, Clutch, you've got no choice. 
you know, you're going to die if you don't pick one or the other. Cardigan or cowboy boots? Cowboy boots, bro. I'm Mexican, bro. I ride the photos. I knew. Clutch. Uh, quick, sorry. Cowboy boots or cardigan? Yeah, dude. We're from the South, man. Cowboy boots. I'm with that. Fucking hell, I'm Robbo's getting read out Gundir, isn't he? Andrew, save the day, please. I hope you're in the Northern Hemisphere and you need a fucking cardigan from time to time. Oh, man. Cowboy boots all day. Oh, Gaines, clean sweep across. Can you believe that a clean sweep across the fucking board? I don't believe it. When we interviewed the uh, shaman the other week, you know, the shaman, the American shaman, Jake, lovely guy. That's the three questions we started with. We're him. We've been doing this. Blanket. Well. If I if, if, if I need a cardigan, bro, I'll just, I'll just grab a couch blanket, do all size, do my thing. Where's, where's the big deal here, Robo? Oh, bro, I dream of wearing a cardigan. I mean, I live in fucking Thailand. I literally wear shorts for 95% of my life and nothing else. Often I don't even wear boxes. Like, uh, and actually, I've taken to shaving my legs fucking in the last, like, I don't know, five, six years or something, just because I fucking, it irritates you so much, the heat out here, man. It's awful. Like, but man, I'd love a cardigan. I'd love a bit of chill, a bit of cardigan. Right, let's get down to the serious point. So, Bruce, before I wreck the entire room, are you got anything to say, Bruce, before I ask the lads this? And I'm going to get into clutch quicks and Andrew again. So give Andrew plenty of time to prepare the better answer and look better than these two plebs. Bruce? I don't know, man. I, I don't know about all these cowboy boots. Makes me oh, well, do you, want to tell them, do you want to tell them what you do in, in, in Denmark? Do you want to tell them there's a canal outside the parliament and you swim down there naked and you windmill in front of fucking Japanese tourists for the culture? Do you want to tell them what goes on in Denmark? You're telling me about sandwiches. You windmill your fucking willy. It's on a calendar in Japan and about 40,000 worms you'd have come. What are you talking about? Bro, bro you, know, you have cunt. to think about it. I do the windmill with a fucking size 9, bro. Well, That's it's easier to swim in the cold when you have less to move around. Um, you know, just by, I'm not a it's scientist, not... but that feels scientific? It's not. Let me tell you the science. So the more you have, the more swing you can get, right? The less you have, the more precision you got to have in your hips, man. It's it's not an easy well, feat, man. Well, don't talk to Andrew about water and swimming because uh, yeah, it's, a, it's a scary thing. Um, you know, um, his kind, you know, uh, Spaces host typically don't like water. His kind. <laughs> I like how he's I like how he's coming in with him. You need to I like remember how he's they don't like anything wet. I like how Clutch is just straight on the politically incorrect already. He's like, fuck this. Well, let's just set fire to the show. Right, guys, listen to this. I was thinking, because I've been doing a lot of paperwork recently, I'm the pen push, I'm the current in HR for this organization. I hate it. But everyone's got to have the role. I can't draw, I can't sing, so I've got to fucking do something. You are. Uh, we are coming up. We're coming up to our first year anniversary, the official, like, first ever Rack FM, right? Uh, right at the beginning of November. I think it's the 2nd of November. And funnily enough, that morning, I was like, right, you know, my personal account doing these spaces. Now we need to, like, sort this out, yeah. And it was the day that CZ first ever tweeted out, right, about uh, FT. Was that talking called? What's the FTX talking? Was it FT? Was it FTT, right? I see. I never, I never trusted uh, Sam, so I didn't buy any, right? But we are approaching almost the 12-month anniversary uh, of what's going on. Everybody knows this. The the weekend of the hack, shout out a little J down there, 
the weekend of the hack, Gaines and I uh, hosted together, right? Or of course, all hosted with him, a 35-hour non-stop continuous space when the hack was going on it just started and we were like i was reporting from bangkok right on the tablet and games is running the show over there michigan and all the world's coming together and this is when elon was on mario spaces and that when he first jumped on right this is how i'll go oh, mental now i've taught a lunar people we've had some re- we've had some lucky lunar tales and we've had some sad lunar tales i hope we get happiness tonight but we appreciate sadness and we'll we'll dwell in it and wallow in it with you it's coming up every year. I mean, were any of you impacted, first of all, is going to be the question. But, like, it's like the lunar people or the Celsius people or, uh, you know, Block 5 people, whatever. Did you just wake up one morning and your fucking world was crashing in around your ears? Or were you Gucci? Had you took your profits? Had you fucking, you know what I mean? I just want to know what the impact of fucking FTX and the whole blob, et cetera, et cetera, Alameda Research. I want to know personal impact and maybe like a personal like mental impact and then maybe like a portfolio or professional or finance or economic whatever you want to talk about but let's separate the mental from all the other shit uh clutch do you want to do you want to kick that off son of course let the let the grown man handle quicks uh you know we always sandwich quick in between me and andrew just uh he may or may not like that um i think it's a bit weird he'll never give us our first take but um Dude, honestly, from a mental standpoint, it was like an ah, I told you so moment. Um, I always used to take profits and and would never really hold much to zero. And during all that stuff, I held NFTs that were, you know, in the $10,000, $20,000 range down to nothing. And, you know, $100,000 NFT portfolio went down to about fudge, 15, 20K. So I got affected in that sense. But the mental realization of something that I've always known, take profits, especially with scam markets. Crypto is just as much of a scam as as stocks, as other commodities and bonds and all these different things. It's all manipulated and facilitated to go a specific direction. And it never really dawned on me that crypto was the same until those moments. So like it was a very awesome aha moment. Like, ha, see, protect your ass. Luckily, I had already made money with crap coins that I was able to kind of sustain that loss without any real effect. But from a mental perspective, I've grown so much since then and been able to to really cement myself as, you know, one of the leaders that the that, you know, our community needs. Lovely crack, bro. Lovely crack. I'll tell you what uh, my biggest mistake was, was giving away fucking prime capital to family and fucking friends at the top and not leaving enough for when there were opportunities to be taken, like, ah, fucked up, dude. Oh, did I fucking not? I lost a few fucking Jimmy. Anyway, quick, uh, any horror stories or glory holes? I mean, we in, we in the glory holes or what? Oh, dude, well, I mean, <clears throat> I've been on the Coffee and Crypto team for the past year and a half, so, I mean, it's been nothing but horror stories. Uh, you know, just constantly having to fend for myself, uh, constantly having to find... Are you, are you talking about Liz? Are you talking about Liz trying to put a makeup on? Is that what you're talking about? Are you talking about horror stories? Are you talking about Liz trying to put a makeup oh, on? Geez, makeup on Liz, no, we get a tax credit for that. Um, so that's actually a dub for us. But, <laughs> like, I guess it's mainly been, like, the first year it was been nothing was nothing but losses, you know, like, especially in the NFT game. But this year... At least once a month, I've hit a play, and Clutch can attest to this, dude. So I've become quite the little NFT analyst on my end. But the trading obviously is more profitable on a day to day, 
but it's so much more boring than trading these JPEGs and digital collectibles and vibing with these communities and riding the hype and announcements. Um, that's been the most fun part, dude, is just, you know, like what's been built, like these communities, you know, and like the different metas that exist. Like right now we're in an idle gaming meta. So this has like been fun to watch. And it's just, it, I don't know, man, I guess like, there's been plenty of horror stories, but I like to think of the good times during them, you know, because there's always lessons to be learned. There's no losses uh, unless you throw in a hundred X with no stop loss, then and you get liquidated, then that's a loss. But yeah, that's, that's, I guess, speaking on what Clutch said is that one of the hardest parts has been being married to your bags, you know, like breaking that, you know, commitment to them that you think in your head that you're going to miss out the top, but like, it's not realized profits until you sell. So being able to break that mental barrier has been the biggest win for me. Uh, but be, that's what's caused, I think, the majority of my horror stories. But, you know, thanks to Clutch, I've been able to break that. Uh, but not with foxes, man, which he will understand one day. Oh, I've got fucking Stargate HR on my case now. Uh, I'm, I'm in the quick, you know what it is? I'm listening and I'm like scared to like, I'm thinking oh, Andrew's next, Andrew's next. And I'm like, I, I'm going to ask him. He's going to be like, oh, I lost it all. And I just fucking went out and carjacked like three mercs, fucking sent them off down to Chicago, like for fucking... 50k each and then like i'm I'm like we're gonna open up this kind of worms and now man andrew did you lose it all or did you fucking rug everyone else how did you get on in the crash man i'm like that dude that you you see crossing the street and there's like just cars wrecking all around him and he's just kind of oblivious to it smoking his blunt picking up like some change off the ground and and walking through it all and everybody's just hitting everybody else and he makes it through okay i um i actually did really well with it all i i i caught the somewhere near the top of, of the of the Terra Luna meltdown. I, I shorted the top, and uh, I guess my biggest mistake was not getting greedy. I was up five hundred percent in probably like thirty minutes, and I, I normally I would have left the trade open, but I was like, dude, I'm not going to be greedy. I'm just going to take my five hundred percent and and call it a day. When I woke up the next morning, had I left that trade open, I would have been up a hundred G's overnight. Um, so that, that was, that was my, 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 my loss with it. With FTX, we, we preached to everybody around us, you know, don't, don't have money on these exchanges. So like literally nobody in our circle lost any money on, on, on any exchange crashes. So we, we did really well there as a community and I, I, I did pretty well, you know, shorten, uh, honestly at that point, or I guess it was around this time last year, I, I was, uh, I, it was tough to make money. It felt like to be real because I mean, there really wasn't a lot of money this time, you know, flipping NFTs last year. And that, that was probably our main focus about this time or my main focus as a trader this time last year, but uh, I was on the sidelines. Um, so I, I, I really, I, I went about a full six, seven, maybe eight weeks without making any money. Cause I just didn't want to touch NFTs. Well, the, the fortunate side of, of the FTX situation was that was probably the first trade I made when after they collapsed is I, I shorted Solana and, and hit a bit and had a hit a big short on Solana and that was like the the first money I had made maybe in, in two months. So uh, I made it out that situation okay, but I you know, we, we all we all got smacked in the face a little bit by it. I'll tell you what, there's a reason you're on this show. You know, people might have been like, Oh, who are these? Or what what's Solana? what they're doing with Solana? Yeah, I'll tell you what, that's why they're wrong because the fucking class crack. Like like banter, probably banter. I want to know, say I came along the party late, right? Uh, I mean, I've been listening to you guys for a while now, probably probably over six months or something, I think now. But where did that, where did the core, like, foundation come from, Clutch? Because you've had, you got, was it the Monopoly game? Like, the disc, you've had, I kind of keep up with you. You, you. You've got more fucking, 
fingers and toes in more fucking pies than like say like the Red Gang or something. Uh, it's difficult to keep up with you a lot coming in as a late person to the crack. Where did all this? Is that right? You got a game. You've got this trading alpha fucking group. Give us some like background to this the show, the show and the the community that is built. I'll I'll take this one. I I think I can I can lay down the the background and I'll, I'll let Clutch piggyback back from where he came in. Um, so you know I, I guess in my my origin story, you know I I started buying Bitcoin in in June 2017, and I've always been kind of out there on Facebook to where I you know like I said I told you guys I sold drugs and I got into sales and. I wanted to motivate people. So I, I just documented my whole journey of getting out of jail, driving around my shitty car with roll up windows and, you know, no air conditioning and, and knocking doors all the way up to building a business to where I was making, you know, 50 grand a month. And, and you know, people watched my journey. So I, I had some followers on Facebook. Um, so when I got excited about, you know, crypto, I just started posting about it and I was getting three, four messages every day. People just asking me for help. So I was like, you know what, I'm going to start a crypto group. And this is before there really were alpha groups or, you know, there were like a million like there are now. And uh, I was like, I'm going to take on 100 clients and I'll, I'll call it quits. You know, I won't take anybody, anybody else. So I ended up taking on 100 clients over 40 days, shut the group down, taught everybody, you know, everything I knew at that point. And, you know, it's just minuscule what I know now, I guess it's kind of funny thinking about. But uh, it turned into a hive mind and we were investing in nodes together and, and flipping them and stuff. The bear market came. Somebody offered me a nice chunk of money to buy the group. So I stepped away from it and, you know, sold the group and was chilling. Um, when the bull came back around 2020 or so, a few guys from the group reached out to me and asked me to start, you know, another group. And I was like, hey, let's do it. You know, I, I like helping people and it's fun. So we, we started that up and we, we, we got in some, some stuff really early and, and we're doing really well. And, you know, at that point in time, I thought NFTs were stupid. <laughs> and so uh, I, I, I was fading them. But then I found a gaming NFT. It was called Crypto Blades on, on BSC. And I mean, gaming and NFTs made so much sense to me. It finally clicked. So I got into it and, and it went 100 180x in, uh, in six weeks. I only got 150x off it though. But uh, after that, I was like, you know what? NFTs are pretty cool. <laughs> and so then that was with me, Clutch, and our, our group started getting into some, uh, in, into, you know, really just playing gaming NFTs. And, and, and that was partially what led me to Solana. And then Clutch found Solana uh for for DeFi, and, and then that's then he really hit me to solano where i was like all right yeah we, we should start playing there um so around that time we were like man you know we we know what goes into a good coin we we know what goes into a good mt project now why don't we just start our own so our our friends can have a uh you know an nft project where we we invest in blue chip nfts and have fractionalized ownership over them and so that's that's kind of what started our first NFT collection was is was a, 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 a pretty much an index of, of blue chip NFTs, and we would flip them. We did it very very well. We we flipped up to like the gods and all, all kinds of shit. <laughs> but um, it uh, you know it, it it evolved and it became well. Hey, I, I got this idea for a Monopoly game where you can play Monopoly and and win crypto. And at that point in time. Clutch was just really a whale in the project, but a good friend of mine. And, you know, I needed 100 Gs to, to get this project off the ground. I knew he had it. <laughs> so uh, I, I, I approached him about, you know, coming in as, as a big time investor. And uh, he was down. But then, you know, with, with money, you generally become, you know, you, you put money in something and you, your, your hands in it. So you're paying attention. And then he started recognizing the stuff that I wasn't recognizing. Like, hey, this entire team you have is are using you. They're really not doing shit. You're doing everything. So we, we kind of figured out that. They, they were worthless and, and that meant didn't work out. So me and Clutch went back to the drawing board. We figured out that, man, 
the most value we brought to the Web3 community was with our, our coffee and crypto that we started on Facebook, where you had to hold one of our NFTs and, and get on and, and learn every day. And, and everybody that was there made money because we would just call stuff live on the show. And we're like, man, we just need to double down on coffee and crypto and take it to Twitter and, and just grow that. And, and so that's what we did. And, and so then we spent the year growing coffee and crypto on Twitter and, and hustling and, and bringing in funds however we could. And we, we, we put it uh, into, into building the Monopoly game, you know, with, with, with our, our own money, essentially, that, that we raised and, you know, paid clutch back with some money that we raised, too. And uh, we, we tried to remint again. And, and for whatever reason, the Solano ecosystem doesn't fuck with us, probably because we call them out on their bullshit. And, and you know, we, we fund your favorite project if, this, if, if we don't like it, you know. We'll buy your favorite project if it's running up, but then we're going to sell the top. So they don't like that either. So I, I guess we can't make people happy. Um, but, yeah, so uh, after the game failed, we were like, man, you know, again, <laughs> we, we keep trying all this stuff. But at the end of the day, the value we bring to the community is we teach people how to make money. And Clutch had really been spending this year dialing into the charts and, and really just going to the next level of, of margin trading, probably one of the top five, six traders that I, I, I know. And I, I, I'm not in the top five, <laughs> you know, uh, but uh, so that's when we're like, man, we need to, to scrap everything we want to do at the game, no matter how cool we think it is. The ecosystem doesn't like Monopoly. I guess we're boomers. You know, we like board games. Uh, but we're, we're just going to lean into the trading and, and, and teach people how to trade and, and get a discourse set up with bots and all that good stuff. And, and that's kind of where we are now. You, you know, we, we evolved to a, a project that we are. We're an alpha project. We trade, we, we got everything you need. And our whole goal is anybody in our circle, let's, let's get rich together. You know, Clutch, you want to piggyback that? Feel free, homie. Before, before Clutch comes in, I'm just going to say, Bruce, Bruce, do you know something? Doesn't Robo just fucking book the best guests? I mean, anybody can fucking touch Robo like all right, Bruce. You've been, you've been on the streak for almost a year now. I went into Mastermind Clutch. Don't, no, don't give Robo the edge. Just say we suck. We're terrible guests. Bro, like, I would have went along with it. Like, look, we brought the fox with us. Left muddy footprints everywhere. He already hit your fridge twice. Uh, this is not cool. I was about to say, you, you, you're fucking hiring capabilities. When I listen to Claude, uh, Quicks and I listen to uh, Andrew, I'm thinking... Clutch is the greatest fucking HR manager in history here. Like, spot on, son. Dude, um, to be honest, what's crazy is that I recognize that the founder that Andrew had gone into business with, we ended up finding out he launched another project, never even told his co-founder, bro. Um, so naturally, I just put 100K. We're at NFT Miami. I'm booking the Airbnb. I booked everybody flights. I'm paying for every meal. I touch down to Miami and I buy two ounces of wheat. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just, I got it all dialed in, right? I, I take care of the team at that point. I'm just a whale. I want it to work. It's bull market. I just finished making damn near mil, uh, you know, mill on Doge and Shiba. Uh, Andrew knew my head, so it was kind of easy. Like, I had the money. It's like, dude, let, let, let's blow it up, right? And these ungrateful people that want to work for JPEG companies get paid in JPEGs. And they complain. Oh, well, there's no value. Well, you didn't see no value before you took the position. Uh, I mean, you took the position now. Uh, so it's one of the biggest hypocritical things in the space, right? And um, so along the way, right, we started the show on Twitter, right? You guys got, get the story. And where our biggest mistakes lies, and I think this has been mainly myself to blame because I'm, I've always been the voice of reason. 
Andrew is too nice uh, at a fault. He acts like he's not, but we all know he is. He's never wanted to leave the OG, the very first beginning community behind. So along that way, it was like, dude, let's just keep retrying what didn't work. And that was just kind of insanity, right? And it just finally got to the point this last time, you know, with Hoback. I don't even want to mention the, the teammates' names, right? But people get paid in JPEGs. They, they didn't like it. They started leaving, fighting us, and, and doing whatever. But here's, here's a fact. We've always delivered what we said we would. But if it, you know, succeeded or not, it was going to be up to all of us, the community. There was times where we, could, we couldn't even get people in the space to like and repost the room. It's like, I'm going to visit my, my friend, mom, but he's with someone else, right? Like, like, it's like people are afraid or something because the coffee and crypto dudes, like we get a lot of just, uh, you know, negativity from people that we give it back, right? Like we, we're not going to let you, you know, do some shady stuff and us not talk about it. We're a program where we talk about the market sentiment. And just, I've kind of been mainly responsible for that because I've been the one buying SMBs and OK Bears and Cats and all these big projects when they were all thriving and in the thousands and thousands of dollars, I would buy one, grab people from that community, bring them over to ours. And along the way, I just, I just kept seeing the rugs and the, and the constant rugs. We never raised $2 million like Mindfolk and, and SMB. You know, we never raised, heck, the, throughout this time, We've raised $40,000 as Coffee and Crypto uh, officially in the last about 19 months or so. And if we have had the funding, which I could have funded everything myself, I did a lot of it myself. But if we had real funding, man, it, it could have been different just because we could have done different things that we wanted to. So we never just complained about it. And finally, it got to the realization that it's like, you know what, dude? F this Solana ecosystem. It's a bunch of poor-minded people. I don't care if your bags are big or not. I got my own bags, dude. I'm I'm not the super wealthiest guy, but I'm I'm definitely taken care of. You know, I live in a nice house. I got a nice family and I got a business. What more could I want? You know, for a web three pleb, that's like a, you know, that's like everything, right? But it's really not. It, money doesn't make the person. So what we realize is, dude, we can provide something that gives a floor price and gives you you know, a couple, a couple Solani, you know, a couple hundo just to pay your bills. Or I can call the bottom of Solana in February, um, you know, and, and I can call day-to-day -day trades. Yesterday, I talked about, hey, if Bitcoin does this, we're going to see a $27 Solana and Bitcoin's on its way to 30000 Do you know where uh, it went to uh, this morning, Robo? And do you know where Solana hit? And I just said this yesterday. So like, that's the true value of what I bring, what coffee and crypto brings, because I'm able to focus on the charts, learn the markets, because Quick's persistence and Quick's determination to not just be someone that comes to work for a JPEG place and just does nothing. He really took it to a different level and has brought in major, major value. And along the way, Andrew continues to be the force behind topics, making sure the show is, is done. And I've been calling tops and bottoms. I've been calling trades. It's been happening live. I hear all these professional traders and all these people always talk about everything. Well, you can go to a bunch of recordings and one of the first segments of the show is the market analysis and, and what's the, what the markets are doing. And, uh, you know, pick me somebody else that, that's called these local tops and bottoms. And, you know, we well, got... Well, 
crackheads down there. Hey, get the crackhead up here, man. Yeah. Well, bro. No, 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 no. That's not going to happen. That's not going to. It can happen later. It can happen at the end of the okay. show. I, I dropped my song about the crackhead. That's an NFT, actually, in the in, in the comments. Anybody wants to, to go listen? It's called "I Smell Pussy." Yeah, to be to be fair, there's no point in Clutch even trying to like come in and then touch on the points that you've done. You've done so eloquently. So like, let's throw him under the bus. I mean, quick to touch on a few things there, right? And they said, uh, obviously, like about I want I want to ask you something, Quicks. People coming into the industry, maybe now, you know, new people, whatever, right? When they might have certain talents or skills. Do Do you think people come into crypto and get like you you know you get like people who go into the uh, Arctic and get snow blind? Right. Do you kind of think that like people come into crypto and get like money blind straight away? And I'll extend it by saying like there's an old adage, isn't there? Like, what is it? Money is religion and uh, greed is God. Right. So it, what does it take like quicks for someone to come in and not be like money, 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 but like realize that like, oh, shit, there's stuff being built. And or is everybody just in it to come in, build a little bit and then rug everybody and fuck off into sunset? I mean. Is there an element of greed amongst uh, people coming into crypto? Or do you think quicks get rich quick? Oh man, nothing about me getting rich is quick. Uh, I think it's like your perception of life, man. What you value, you know. Like I've lost family, friends, like real life things. You know, losing like virtual internet money is nothing compared to you know, what I've been able to learn, like those value, those lessons are invaluable to me. You know, people pay hundreds of thousands of dollars for college and, you know, post-secondary education. What does it get them? Nothing, no experience, uh, debt. But here in this space, like you kind of, everyone has to pay their dues. That snow blind that you're talking about is what is like the price you have to pay. Like everyone's going to come in especially in the bowl, like you're throwing money at a, at a wall, like it's going to stick no matter what you're doing. Everyone's going to make their first couple plays. It's going to go up. They're going to think they're the expert traders. And then they get wrecked. They get wrecked on their conviction. What we were talking about earlier, which is like they're, you know, holding their bag. And that was the hardest thing to break before I was able to like really start making this sustainable. But I think the biggest thing that everyone is trying to achieve is just that independence. You know, for some people, like, I guess like the good question I like to ask them is like, what's the, what's your price to leave all of this? You know what I mean? Like how, what's your dollar to walk away from Twitter, walk away from your brand, walk away from the projects, never touch this again and go off into the sunset. And a lot of people, that's like a very different answer for me. Like, there's no price, man. You know what I mean? Like, I'm here for this long term. I want to be part of like what's actually being built, dude. Like, I don't think people understand how how the way finance is going to be worked in 20 years and 30 years. People think such short term. And that's also like with the, you know, the grifter mentality of these ruggers that come in the space. Like, you're early to a technology and you stole money. It's not, you know, going to be, you know, it's not going to last long. So the the mentality is shifting. I think that the is bear market really shook out all the bad nefarious actors, and now like we're stuck with the real builders who are truly here for the future. But everyone has their price, man. So I guess you got to ask yourself, like, what's yours? You know, like, what is it worth to you? Um, to me, man, it's much more than like a dollar, dude. Like, you know, because I've lost more than that in life, dude. So. To me, it's about the experience, you know, and the legacy. Um, 
and hopefully bringing Clutch out of the mud with me, you know, and helping him uh, become a better Spaces host in person. Uh, like he's helped me. Uh, now it's my turn to return the favors. I become the more famous fox. So Clutch, Clutch is uh, he's bringing he's bringing your milkshakes in the yard, is he? Is that what the crack is now? Is it these days with you two? Is that the dynamic? Well, is the thing the, is, so on, on the Coffee and Crypto Compound, I have my own den. I don't live in the general house with the rest of the team. I have my own den outside. Um, but it's it's actually because of the success of the you movie live, show. You live in the shed just like me, man. Well, it used to be, but now we've upgraded it. Uh, we got the city permits. Uh, they have approved it. And with the success of the moon show, I've been able to expand my den for a little bit, a couple extra rooms. So it's getting nice. I keep it real nice here. Um, but yeah, no, I, I'd sneak over there to steal some snacks and stuff. You know the funny thing? You know the funny thing? You've got an English raccoon here, taught no American fox. And the funny thing is, is that, the foxes are our fucking raccoons, like the right terrorists in England. Holy fuck, down in London, man, the straight foxes, they are right bandits. I'm telling you, Smokey and the fucking bandit, those motherfuckers. And you've got your man over there, and I'm a fucking stinky raccoon. This is some mad simulation shit happening right now. Anyway, welcome to the show, guys. We're approaching on the hour. Uh, yeah, man, what a fucking big day for Rack FM. We just, we continued, uh, like, it's insane how much these six people are, well, fucking Brasco's on holiday, the lucky cunt. Uh, shout out Brasco with the fucking animation and the motivation, as Finn says. But, like, it's been a big day. What have we done? We finished One Mint, the first single on Stargaze. We airdropped the fucking first EP that we did on Omniflix to all the new Stargaze holders. And... In fucking how many hours? Like uh, six hours? The second single's dropping. I'm telling you now, the Tony Montana fucking, trust me, beats what we've just done. That's Robert Putney's neck on the fucking line there, right? I'm saying we're going to do more than 138 copies on this record, which is like, for what, 99 cents or something or whatever it is. He's not bothered. 110, $1.20, $1.20, you know what I mean? He's not getting it for fucking 50 cents. But like, what a day, what a day to be alive. What a day. We've got the fucking Coffee and Crypto crew on today of all fucking days when like Rack said it's Pico, Pico Chad existence. And we say, let's bring some of the other fucking giga chads from the industry into our little love circle. I mean, not in Kelton Bruce. Bruce, don't put your car keys in the ball, please. But you know what I mean, people? We're, we're feeling the love. We've got a bit of a, I don't know, Woodstock vibe. Uh, or Burning Man. I don't know what's going on. Right. Uh, I, I mean, I can ask Clutch and Andrew. Uh, well, can Andrew and then Clutch quickly. I mean, the money is religion. The greed is God. Do you live by that? I'm a simple man. I eat simple shit. I prefer to like uh, just eat with two knives, actually. To like big lock knives, I just tend to eat everything with like two knives. I don't bother with cutlery and shit like that. Like I see, I only wear shorts and that. Eh, Andrew, man, are you, are you a simple man, or are you, are you addicted to the kind of finer things in life at this stage, or what? Man, I, I'm a simple man. You know, I'm a I'm I'm 38 myself. You know, I'm I'm, I'm a boomer in crypto web three terms. So like, you know, I I got a family. I I have an eight year old. The the finer things in life for me is the the ability to be able to be home when when they come home and and set the phone down for an hour or two and spend time with them. And and, and you know, that, that's what I'm addicted to. Or you know, we we like to go out for dinner, right? That that that's our thing because we can all go out, set our phones down, uh, 
don't have to worry about my girlfriend cooking and cleaning and that stuff and, and you know, have dinners. So yeah, that, that, that's, that's where a lot of my money goes. If we're being real, I, 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 I go out to a lot of dinners and, and, and do family things. So like that, that's what I'm addicted to. Like, yeah, I'm greedy. I'm, I'm trying to run this MFR up. I'm, I'm going to be a billionaire one day and then, and then I'll, then I'll start making some real chess moves, but, but, uh, I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I'm not stressing off it. Right. It, the, the, the cards will, 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 will fall along the way and, you know, I'm just enjoying the ride. You fucking uh, come past Bangkok, you fucking hook me up, you, man. I mean, Clutch will be dragging me off to the Mexican quarter. I can't fucking do it, me. Like, I'm banned from there, actually. But, dude, you come over, you give up and hit me up, and we'll uh, we'll go out and we'll... A few people have come to Bangkok and met me uh, through the rock community and that, and Signals met me, fucking uh, Sin City, Dickie, a few others. Dude, can put it this way, you'll, you'll be going away from robots, you that's one of the best nights of my fucking life. But me and you would get in like a fucking house on fire. See, with quicks, I don't think I'd get a word in. All night, I'd be sitting there like a fucking poor date. You know what I mean? I'd not get a word in with a cunt. Oh, well, let's get your man Clutch, the gaffer, before he kicks off going last. Eh, Clutch, I mean, are you a greedy cunt? I know you've got a lot of money. I mean, you must be fucking greedy cunt or what, are you? Man, I wish I was greedier because then maybe I wouldn't have entered the the NFT ecosystem and floated Andrew's first project, 100K, right? Um, what I do like to be greedy with, is there any way to get an Australian captions on the top? So like when you're talking as an Australian, I can fully understand everything you're saying? I've known this cunt for 12 months. He still thinks I'm Australian. That's raw, my man. That's fucking Raman. He's, he talks like Rain Man. He doesn't even talk like an Australian. Like, Rama's the most un-Australian <laughs> Australian he'll ever meet. It's fucking Rain Man. No, man. No, man. But on a real, I am super bougie with the things that matter in life. Right? My family, my food, and my herb. There is zero chance you'll catch me picking out seeds and stems. Zero chances you'll catch me going to your local dealer for, you know, supply. I don't eat McDonald's. I don't, you know, I won't eat crap. I used to. That's, I grew up super poor. I grew up, uh, you know, my first room was when I went to jail at 14. Uh, you know, I, I shared a room with my brother and sister. Uh, our first, you know, we, we grew up in a one-bedroom apartment until I was 10, and my brother and sister were four and three. We then moved to a two-bedroom apartment where I shared a room with them until I went to jail in high school. And, uh, you know, after that, my mom moved out of L.A. and just to get me out of trouble. And, you know, I was, a, I was a really bad kid. I was a really, really bad kid. Super smart, you know, was in line for a scholarship and just all kinds of great things. But I just always, you know, was um, very greedy with my time. And I understood the values of, of friendships and people and relationships. So I always value those things more than school. So naturally, a door knocking job was perfect for me. Uh, well, along the way, living in L.A. and just kind of, uh, you know, being poor, because even if you're making 120, 130 K a year, you're poor in L.A. Uh, and this is even in the mid 2000s, right? 2008, 2010. Like, dude, you're struggling. Um, you need to make especially the area where I was living. If anybody knows L.A., I was living in uh, in uh, Torrance. So it's right next to Hawthorne. Uh, Redondo Beach, Hermosa Beach. So in that pocket of LA, right, right on the backside of LAX. Uh, so along the way, man, because I grew up with nothing, I value everything that I have. Um, you know, I we do have plenty of uh, enough money to be good. I mean, I live in a really nice house, and I got a business, and you know, life isn't perfect. But dude, I yell at my kids if they throw away food. 
I know what it's have like. You thought about, have you thought about homesteading? What's your opinion on homesteading? Oh, Sorry, no, you were just I was... Yeah, my, my, my kids, uh, you know, we, we just started homeschooling them. I live in a, a, a in a house that I want to get rid of because I would rather go have 100 acres in the middle of nowhere. And I mean, this house is honestly is just too big, too expensive, and I'd rather just get the capital and just get up out of here. But that's a whole different combo. Um, from a from a money standpoint, you know, my business has really struggled over the last year. Um, I basically went through savings to float commissions and just to, to make it happen. And if you ask, well, why did you do that? Why am I struggling now from a cash, you know, assets, uh, you know, basis? And that's because I do value those relationships more and my sales reps that have been with us for years and they rely on everything. You know, it was more important to keep the company open for them. Uh, the, you know, the troubles during COVID just kind of started it. Uh, you know, you pull negative debt and, you know, as, as the years go by, it catches up to you interest and, and, you know, compounding interest and all that fun stuff. You know, it's again, different topic that we can have on, on, on the business end of things. But because I am so bougie with the things that matter, uh, you know, I definitely do, you know, start, uh, you know, treating things a bit different than most people. Because for me, money doesn't make the person and, you know, the, the level of luxury that you may pretend to be, you know, doesn't really reflect the level of luxury that you want to feel inside. And like to me, to have a wife, that will ultra sacrificially do anything for me. My three kids that look up to me and, you know, they love me and they hug me and they, and I see the excitement when they haven't seen me for a few days, if they've been traveling or if they went to visit mom, like those to me, give me more, you know, dopamine effect than, you know, million dollar hit. I've, I've had a 600 K win, you know, I've, I flipped properties and, and, and have made tons of money throughout my, my days. And uh, and I'm not just trying to flex it. I'm just part of the combo. And Andrew knows, so he can vouch for me on that. But um, you know, like along those ways, those things don't matter to the feeling of walking around when you know you're respected as a man. And I don't care that crackheads respect me or not. The fudge I care. Do you think I care about Twitter or crypto X fighting me on the timeline? Like, dude, you can if you if you only knew. But I know. People that have been around me and my wife and my kids, like they know there's nothing that comes better than a true respect, you know, and, and as men, we don't get it. We earn it. And anytime I see a woman or just family or just people that respect you in a different way as a man, I know what that entails because it doesn't come around free. Everything that's really the best in life, it costs zero dollars to obtain and people don't know that. So for me, as as bougie as I am and as fancy as I am, I rock the same pair of kicks, dude. I've had, you know, I have shoes that, uh, you know, I've been having for three, four, five years. My kid. Well, because I was going to say that. I was going to say that because you mentioned you mentioned food. Now that's the one thing I think that you never skimp on. You know, when you want to go for a meal, yeah, when you want to go for like a cheeky kangaroo steak or a none a of that Kroger brand BS, bro. Craft cheese, get up out of here. It's dairy fresh, dude. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like I, I don't. Dude, your woman gives me craft cheese. Your woman gave gives me craft cheese. Like you should be fucking calling nine one one, fucking very fucking quickly, bringing that shit in my house. Daft, well, get out. You're Australian, bro. But uh, bro, no, I've got to, I've got to come in here and see. I mean, obviously, I'm single now, but I've just been married for like six years. So I have got divorced for whole fuck, and then I'm glad that's over. But like, uh, the only thing I care about materialistically, I mean, I do wear a suit now for work, but that's like uh, the work expense, right? Sneakers, trainers, or shoes, like footwear, 
you look at the man, the footwear maketh the man, but also a watch. Like watches are me guilty pleasure. Oh, Can I give yes. a fuck? You talk. I, about, I tell you what, collection, a watch collection too. I, I have about seven watches that I've had for a while. Not super expensive. My my seven watches are probably worth around seventeen, eighteen k. So not super high end, but not entry level. It's kind of in the middle. Uh, but yeah, dude, a, a nice watch and a nice pair of kicks. You always got to be smelling good. You know, I'm a hairy dude with my beard and stuff, so I always got to try and keep it trimmed. Every time I show up to a trip, I show up fresh. Uh, you know, it's a, presentation matters a lot. That That's very luxurious thing that people don't don't take advantage of, um, just their basic presentation. Dude, you can, you can go like a basic, like plain pair of jeans and, and a white polo shirt or something, right? But like a banging pair of like Air Force Ones and a fucking cheeky fucking Mont Blanc or something and like, your different class, like people didn't understand that the clothes like don't make us the man seriously. You can be in a pair of Bermuda shorts, right? But have nice watch on and a nice pair of sneakers, bit high tops or something, and you're looking gangster. You really are. I've got to say, Bruce. I mean, I know you didn't know too much. You haven't been hanging around with the plebs over there on Salami uh, too much. How's the show going, Bruce? Because we're like we're gonna jump over to there later. But are you enjoying yourself, son? How's it going? Absolutely, man. Absolutely. It's going well. I think it's a banging show. A lot of info. It's nice to get to know these these guys. I don't know what we're else really, to say, man. I, we're really glad you brought I'm, out your best audio for tonight. I mean, listen, mate. Yeah, and thanks for preparing, Bruce. Hell of a job. Normally, I wouldn't throw Bruce under the bus, but I'm going to fucking do it right here, right now. It's a perfect show, actually. What you, 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 you throw me under the bus yeah. three times a day, bro. I'll help you. Let's, kick, let's keep kicking him. I'm from Bruce under the bus here. So, Bruce, you fucking, you got the official account last night. You went on the Stargaze. I'm like, this is Bruce's moment to shine. I was praying for you. I had the rosary beads. Fucking, I was on my knees at fucking 1.30 a.m. in the morning. Dude, I had to work at fucking 8 o'clock. I stayed up for your big moment. And then you couldn't even remember which fucking songs Finn's released. Bro, he's only had five. You've got fucking five fingers on one fucking hand. Could you not, like... Teach yourself a little nursery rhyme like this little piggy went to market. Could you not be like fucking nin 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 nin? Could you not get the five or the cut? That was your job, bro. You, bro, you had one job. You had one job, bro. Finn had to come in. He's like, oh, holy fuck, what's this kid doing to me? Bruce, you're going to have to do your homework, son. Fuck, what'd you do to us last night on that space? I don't know how to answer that, man. <laughs> I focused. I, I don't know, man. I focused too much to taking the room. And uh, to be honest, before entering the space, I thought that that was the launch party for for the take cash, take the cash, man, take the money. And then I talked to Finn, and then he thought it was the launch party for the EP, man, and I got all confused. Why have we got a clutch alt requesting clutch? Bro, that's that's my intern, Little C. Uh, he gave me enough respect to 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 label his name with a with a lowercase C. He's training how to be a fudster. Um, as you can tell, uh, you know, he's rocking the Alex profile now, but, uh, you know, it's, um, he's in training, dude. I, you know, my biggest staple in, in, in web three will be if I change the life of at least one, right? Like then I did my thing. Well, quicks is one already. So like, dude, I could retire and I'm good, but dude, no, I need another quick story. Little C is trying to rise the ranks of the top futsters in the space. I recognize it. And, you know, sometimes uh, he submitted the application in a weird way. He threw a rock down the window with a note. 
you know, on it. And I was just like, dude, like you could have just knocked on the door. I think I would have, you know, been okay with that. But instead, you know, I grabbed the shotgun thinking someone was breaking in. I looked to the side and there he is wearing a panda outfit. It was kind of weird, but I was like, dude, I think you have potential. I mean, I'm going to be honest with you here, Clutch. You've got a good show. You've got a good setup. I've got to, I've got to give you credit where credit's due, but you're missing, you're missing like one key element in your like little group. And now you've got Liz. She doesn't really care. Oh, dude, wait a minute. Watch your mic a minute. One second. Bring you in. Just you haven't been on Rack FM, dude. We haven't taken invite. He's trained Robo. Just so you know, whenever you address Clutch when he's around, um, I'm not allowed to speak uh, because he feels it's disrespectful for me to waste energy when he's around. So just know if you address me, if you just address Clutch, he'll answer for me. But if you want a direct answer from me, you have to say Big C. He's Little C. So just you know, I just want to. Really, just you know, give you the uh, no, no, there's clutch, no, no, there's clutch in this little C. Sorry, in this room, there's clutch in this little C. And dude, your social cues, where your your fucking social cues, little C, are worse than Bruce's. Isn't it, Bruce? Get in the DMs together and sort your fucking drama out. Anyway, the one thing you're missing, clutch, I've been on your show loads of times. We've got we've got a secret weapon that you haven't. Where's your fucking like uh, your autistic fucking like proper rain man style like i mean i was just down there rama's just jumped in the room which is why i'm bringing up this subject this topic right now i mean we've got like literally dustin hoffman in a gray suit and tom cruise fucking chaperones them regularly in our spaces i mean the one thing you're missing is true autism how do you think you're going to get that for because we had to search long and hard and low for this motherfucker how do you think you're going to get that well, bro i'm going to go it's okay, oh, little C. I got this, bro. Um, you know, we thought we found it with DSB and Coast. You know, we, we've had community members that try to take on that role, like Frame. You know, just different crackheads. Dude, you know, like this DLA Dow. You know, just he was the closest we had. He was a friend at one point. So just so you know why he hates on us. He thought because he came to our show every day to build a stupid profile every day for a year. That when he hit us up to just give him free advertisement, it's like, bro, like you're a friend and I'm just going to tell you DLA sucks. You have to pay us to talk about it on the show because I am not talking about something that I hate and that I would tell everybody to run away. Sure enough, they switch to Solana and then they come begging. So we thought we had that level of autism robo, to be honest. Uh, they did not stick around. It's uh, it's sad. I am looking for it. Um, you know, clearly. Are, are, you I, too, I like... are you too street? Are you too street? I think you guys are too street or attract any uh, autistics mind. That's that. That could be it. Um, you know, when 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 people find out Andrew is black, it's a it's a real uncomfortable thing because when we go to these IRL meetings, uh, you know, everyone wants to make sure the locks work, and I'm just like, dude, like, 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 it's fine. Like, I mean. I just leave $10 there so he doesn't get tempted to go through my wallet. So if we all just leave 10 bucks on the counter, the Airbnb is safe around Andrew, so it's okay. And that's the alpha, how you make money in the space. And, 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 the, and the real trick I play on him is I actually identify as a rich old Asian man. So, you know, they're, they're just paying me anyways. fucking <laughs> dying You bunch of cunts. So you see... This is probably why the autistic kids 
come to our show and they just like, ah, you know, I wear the helmet, but I never wear the hat. And then they just leave and you, we just, we, yeah, you're right. We do need an autistic character. Oh, I tell you what, I mean, I don't know about you lot. Fucking, there's people trying to cancel us on the fucking 15 minute chart over on Rock FM. We're fucking right under fire 24 hours a day. I mean, uh, do people come after you just because you're being you and like, didn't give a fuck? Oh, what dude, we have gotten like, like, this is what's funny, right? Like, the NFT ecosystem has came after me, like, in pockets, right? Because the founders and certain people don't say anything. I'm followed by some respected accounts on Soul, so I'm not going to trash every single founder. But it's funny that the biggest flack I get from, from uh, you know, the poor mentality are from people that really, if they just sat there and realized my very first play in the NFT ecosystem was I spent $100,000. I don't know, like, like I'm not trying to like super flex, but I'm. It's a baby flex. Like, did you spend more than a thousand on your first play? And like, these pores are the ones that come after me the hardest, bro. The clutch is a fake trader. He's selling us a fake a course. I'm like, dude, I don't sell a course. I just call price actions and I go long or short. And people that have followed me have been operating at an 82, 84 percentile. The proof is in the community. The proof is in every like don't just take my word for it come into the the rooms or talk to any of the community members right so it's just dude like the the autism in the space that you're looking for has already been following us but it's not been about befriending us it's about dude there's no way clutch is married with three kids and is happy there's no way clutch has a business there's no way he spent 100k on his first play there's no way he lives in a good house. There's no way he smokes for a living. There's no way he just. Bro, you know, you know, wants, you know, right? we're taking, you know, we're taking the piss out of uh, Rama, like joking there, Rain Man, dude. He's like one of the fucking smartest fucking brains. Don't mind his behalf, but to, no, 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 oh, dude, he's, he's autism is off the fucking scale. Dude, like this, autistic kid. kids are the smartest kids around, right? So, like these crypto dudes, all these crypto bros and sisses they're potentially some of the smartest people in the world because they recognize what is going on in the financial sector and they flock to the crypto space because they know there's very few ways to combat that and defeat that and crypto does give you that possibility but along the way they fell for the influencers and they and they fell for the wrong people and uh and and you know that's really that's really where the industry the industry has been plagued it's just by constant that's why he's doing such a vital job. No, that's why he's doing such a vital job. Like we all joking aside though, it is like fucking Rain Man meeting the Terminator, meeting the fucking like kangaroo. Cause he's, uh, by the way, he is actually Australian and I'm not by the way, which you do know. But like, uh, bro, you didn't want to fuck around with the Terminator, a kangaroo and Rain Man at the same time combined in the same pouch. Yeah, and going there. But this kid's exposed like fucking dude wash trading for four. Like like people like these L1s and that money will get off to people and you know they're, they're willing to like shell out money you've got to put your neck on the line there uh, there's i think there's a lot of like crypto moving forward is not what crypto in 2030 is not what you see now it's going to completely change like we are going to be city states we are going to be down managed and we might be in smaller communities but we're probably better off in them really where you're not getting rugged right the bigger the community the more chance of rugs yeah, agreed. The more people in the community, the more discomfort and unhappiness that you're going to find. Because there's been times, like I'll give you an example. We There was a show 
uh, very recently where we called manip price manipulation was imminent. We there was a discrepancy in the chart, and Andrew found a bunch of liquidity, uh, you know, a lot of liquidations. I think it was like thirty thousand something. It was the last time before Bitcoin dumped to twenty five, and then we said, you know, that it looks like it's gonna wick there and then come liquidate all the the longers. So we were in the Discord. We called that on the space. So we called and we waited for the long because it's a bear market. We long less. So we waited for the top and then short it because we knew that would happen. Well, because what we said that Bitcoin would go to a specific price, someone long, then they left their position open and then they ended up getting wrecked. It happened so fast, dude. It was like a two, three hour thing. Well, what, so, what, what, what part you left out real quick, Clutch, is we called both ends of it because the, the, there were too many longers that, that were in small profits and there were too many shorters that were in small profits. So we're, we called on the show. With something like this, they're, the market makers are probably going to make it go both ends. They're going to liquidate uh, the shorts, and then they're going to go down, and they're going to liquidate the longs. Probably, And we're like, probably sometime within the next 24 to 72 hours. And after the show, it, it started that 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 run to the top, and then that run back down. And and you know we or maybe was, I don't know which direction went first right now, but it it, it happened you know in that in the 24 hour period after we called it. And yeah, we we got flooded because somebody didn't close their trade. My favorite part of coffee and crypto is when, like Andrew, when you oh, was lost quicks. Andrew and quicks come in and correct Grandpa. It's uh, Andrew. It's the greatest part of the show. Like when he's like he's falling asleep and not even drinking coffee. He's like <laughs> in his fucking mansion. You know what I mean? He's twelve foot fucking bed. And then uh, the ch chads come in and like proper edge. No, no, clutch. Wait a minute. You forgot that because it was like three days ago. You know what I mean, Andrew? It might, it might have been a while ago. It, 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 every it all flows together, man. We do it every day. Poor Gramps. Didn't worry, Clutch. I get the grandpa role in this team, you know. Finn's like the next one down from me. I'm like 40, 47. Fucking hell, I've just turned 47 last month. He's like 43 and he's fucking crying about his back. I'm like, dude, fuck off, man. I fucking cough and shit myself, you daft cunt. Some robot silences the room. Quicks, welcome back. Uh, did you catch much of the last conversation? Thank you. No, I was um just coming back from walking my dog, so and I like got mixed up with the Wi-Fi. But uh, all I heard was that these lazy autism. Oh, I, I thought Coffee and Crypto was founded on autism because um of Clutch and Andrew. Do you like dogs? Do you like dogs? Do you like caravans? Do you like dogs? Dude, that, that movie is funny, man. Um, Where, quick, what kind of dogs you got? What kind of dogs? Robo, I was asked to ask the question, what kind of dogs you got before? Because I'm I'm going to pivot, and I'm going to pivot really hard in a minute. What kind of dogs you got, Quick? Uh, so I, I grew up, just real quick, I grew up with Huskies because my mom works for a rescue uh, for Siberian Huskies. But my dog, she's also a rescue. She's Great Pyrenees, Australian cattle dog and lab. Um. And she behaves better than most children. She's a beaut. Nice one. But I was just going to hop in nice because um, just really quick before we pivot, I thought Coffee and Crypto was founded on autism with Clutch and Andrew because their takes are so bad. But like the Rain Man, like you said, with Rain Man, you know, like Clutch like found his like niche with the trading, you know, but he's so like on spaces. Oh, my goodness. Does this man take up air? <sighs> it's just my, ah, I can't get enough. But then you tune in just like in trading. For those like brief eight to ten minutes when the charts are are moving and clutch is actually doing something and that's like what it's all about. But those other 
seven hours and 50 minutes of the trading day with clutch and spaces. It's like pure autism. And I thought that that's why we get attacked. Bro, every, time, every time I listen to fucking clutch, I worry about fucking global warming because the amount of fucking hot air that comes out of that cunt's mouth, we should be fucking buried by now, shouldn't we? Well, the good news is it's that Mr. C. No, he is actually good for the environment because of all of his recycled jokes uh, and, you know, recycled material. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> waka waka. So, quick, if we're going there, I have to ask you, have you got gender dysphoria or not? No, I'm, I'm a male fox. Uh, very much, you know, compete in the male uh, fox. It's the bandana. I admit it. it no, it's not. No, no, guys. Guys, I'm a linguistic expert. I'm actually a professor of English, actually, and American history. But, uh, quick, why the S? Wait, don't you got to be able to speak English to be able to teach English? Wait. Quick, quick, why the S? Why the plural? I mean, it sounds like you're not sure if you're Arthur or Martha. I thought... I've never met, I've met a few, like, quick, you call them quick, quick, quick. But why the quicks? I mean, are you, are you, what's your pronouns, bro? Exit uh, slash liquidity or what? So, you know, uh, I guess we're getting, if the, you know, if you want a quicks origin story, Nick the quick became Nest Quicks after the drink, one of my favorite <sighs> childhood, um, you know, it, it, you should go out and get a Nest Quicks today. If not, a fresh glass of Florida orange juice to help support the economy here uh, and support your vitamin C deficiency. But no, dude, and then Nest Quicks got I'm short I'm sponsored quicks. by Ovaltine. Oh, what are you talking about? Man. I'm sponsored by Ovaltine. Oh, I am. I am. I got to like SpongeBob, like, all right, I got to head out now, dude. My bad, because Nest Quicks is the wave. Um, <laughs> that We've had a, a sponsorship with them ever since a youngin', so I was a little jit. So, yeah, man. That was a, that was a Nest Quicks just became Quicks. It was just easier to say. It was more brandable. Okay, I get that you haven't got uh, issues like ninety five percent of the the rest of the American population. Uh, before we go on, I mean, we've been draw- joined by some Richards. And Mia's coming. Dizzle's in there. Jessica's been in all show like she I knew she would be. So he's jumped in. Shout out, uh, guys! As we come to the end of the show, mind. Because uh, these guys, obviously, in uh, thirty, in uh, yeah, thirty-seven minutes, we'll be kicking off the show, and we're going to get the crowd to just like jump over. If you if you love Rack FM, you're going to do this for us, right? This is the crossover, yeah. So I just shout out everybody like down there. Uh, there's a lot of years I say, Rain Man, come up. Uh, we'll we'll at the last like I don't know twenty minutes or so. We'll just say if anybody does want to come up and just like I don't know, ask these chads something. But oh, let's go there. So Robo trolling is being playing Barry the band manager <laughs> with his fucking music and these NFTs and that I've just been rolling into these polygon and fucking Ethereum spaces and that, right? We're funning them all. A couple of people, I know Max, maybe V, a couple of us, and like getting up as a speaker. So the other night I went in and I'm like, right, okay, let's test this shit, right? So I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, we'll put the single up, you know, 99 cents, zero royalties, and they Holy fuck, man. Honestly, they were all like right after me fucking uh, p- pitchforks. I've never been on a Twitter space where like Robo was getting pitchforks so bad. So let's go to who's the most retarded. Uh, uh, well, I like Andrew with more than Quicks and Clutch is just kind of fucking grown on. So let's hit Quicks up with this one, right? Uh, right, Quicks, music NFTs. I don't know if you're into them or you paid attention, probably not, whatever. Why fucking should music artists, right? Unless it's for the digital artist, 
right? Which I think is kind of right. We talked about the separation with digital art a day versus like, you know, musical artists and like how like before there was never this thing, you know, the artists will commission, uh, the, the musical artists will commission somebody just to design a CD cover, whatever, but with NFTs, oh, it's all different now. With royalty streams, right? Oh, you've got to be careful. Oh, plenty of currents in the music industry with Web3, isn't it? Mm, I've learned that in the last couple of weeks. Fuck me. Tell me, dude, why the fuck would a music artist want royalties? You, are you just encouraging someone else to sell your fucking work on the secondary market? Aren't you supposed to be building a fan base? What am I missing here? Because as an outside pleb to the music industry, and speaking to artists, they're like, oh, you know, minimum single 15 bucks, minimum 7% royalties. Give me the money. Give me the money. I don't care who's got the music, who's listening, where the fan base. Yeah, yeah. Well, artists never used to be like that. If I was selling a fucking P. Diddy fucking CD at a garage sale back in the day or something, he wasn't getting a cut of the profits at the garage sale, right, back in the day, like before. And people can talk about the 99 cent, like iTunes era, blah, blah, blah. I mean, let's fucking go there. But this mixture, this collaboration, well, collaboration, whatever you want to call it, concoction, I prefer to call it, of the digital art then coming and trying to represent the music to some degree. Uh, where do we go? Because at the minute, and I'm the only one who's making decisions and managing this back end shit, right? They, they're just doing what they want. Them cunts are running through the meadows, fucking smoking fucking poison that those cunts. I'm, I'm the one who left all the paperwork and fucking Karen in office. Uh, sorry, Bruce. Uh, zero royalties should guarantee like a, a thing in the music industry. You shouldn't want people to sell your shit. You should want to buy it. So therefore, if you know, if, if you have got a fan base, you will be able to charge like a bit of a premium. But there's nothing wrong with building a fan base up with some cheap prices at first. I don't know. I'm not a fucking expert. Maybe you're not quicks, Andrew. Maybe you're not clutch. What do you think? You've heard me rabbit on. You've got me point. Give me some fucking something. Because I've been butchered this way. They've butchered me soul in these spaces, these cunts. Try and like mingle them in the, you know, I tell you what, didn't mingle in the music industry? Yeah, we're going to go into quicks. I told you the most retarded. Go on, quick, son. Well, you did a good job picking the right one for this. Yeah, I'm definitely the right one for this. So, I'm not coming around. <laughs> Thank you for my Web3 John Cena introduction. Uh, dude, it's, we have on Solana this product called Boombox, where artists can go on and mint their NFT. Uh, and create their own royalties, create their own IP, uh, and they have made more money in collections and editions than they have from streaming on Spotify and YouTube and such combined. I think that it gives the artists complete control, and that's the most important part because every artist, at the end of their career, they're trying to buy the masterwork editions. You know what I mean? Like they want to own their own art. Why would you not want an artist to get paid on the royalties if they're sold on secondary? Why should an artist not be able to control the IP right for the music that they release? Make, make I, them non-transferable. Make them non-transferable. I, I, like, you can make them non-transferable. That's what I would do if I was an artist. I'd want fans. I'd want to build. Well, so that's the thing. I mean, like, there's there's no blueprint to it. You know, like, there's a lot of different ways. Drip House airdrops half a million music NFTs for artists on their channel every single week. But if you're an artist, but, but when, is, when, 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 is, when is music being speculative? When is music being speculative? Because that's what uh, NFT trading is, by the way, right? Etc. Well, when so is music that's... being speculative? But art, art's always been speculative. Look, fine art has always been that, but like music hasn't. That's what I'm struggling with. Quicks, sorry. 
No, so that, and that's like I think what the broken mentality is is that because these are digital collectibles on the blockchain that they're entitled to some sort of like utility that holders normally get on PFP projects, which is incorrect. Like the utility is in the IP rights and what you can do with that. Let's say I go and I mint your NFT and I have a successful YouTube channel. I now make the music from that NFT my YouTube channel and I go on to make millions of dollars. You know, it's the same story in principle that happened with the artist from the Yuga Labs, you know, where he was paid the $20,000 up front and then his artwork went on to go to blow up. Is he entitled to more or is he just sold it right up front? So I think that like the blockchain gives the ability to put into these smart contracts, the IP, the royalties, which is important for artists. They own their work. But what you choose to do with it as a holder is up to you. I don't think that the artist, if they say we're going to continue with airdrops, owning this NFT is going to get all future airdrops or a free T-shirt or whatever, like that's on them. But if they're just dropping the music and then putting in their own royalties and IP, I think that's like the beauty of like what we're creating here, man. And like there's no wrong way to do it. And, you know, success much to the artists that are trying right now well clutch i would go to you but you're still playing like 45s on your parlor phone uh, back in your fucking mansion so andrew yeah so i for once i actually agree with clutch on our quick clicks on nfts that I, I i think with the the music nfts if you're somebody that's buying them it's got to be more about the the user experience and and, and you know how the technology is being used and, and hoping to make profits off it man and i guess you always hope to make profits right but expecting to to make profit off it so that that's where i think these music nfts come into play to where artists will be able to give their fans unique user experiences to where like yeah may, maybe you have one of my my early nfts before i i blew up as a rap star and, and when you come to my concerts you know there's a there's a special special section for for those og people right that you have to have that nft to, to get in you can scan your phone and you know there's a, a nft ticket that's airdropped to you for for having it, and you can even sell that ticket. I, I guess if you wanted wanted to, right? And, and then if you, you know, as, mu as much as I want to, I, I I fudge Solana because I am not a big fan of the, the leadership on on all levels, right? But um, you know, the technology is, is strong, and there's the backpack technology on on Solana where you can have an NFT that that holds NFTs. So wrap your mind around this: you own my my music NFT. Not only do you get airdrop special, you know, super fan tickets for my my shows that that come. But as you go to these shows and your NFT scan, at the end of every show, I, I airdrop you a one-minute video of, of your section vibing out, you know, during the song that gets attached to, to your NFT. So you you have those memories to share with your friends and family as, as that NFT gets passed down the line. And maybe you become famous, right, down the line. So now there's an inherent value on people wanting to, to own, you know, pieces of your experiences. So there, there's a lot of unique levels of, of meta that I, I, I see developing in the, in the music NFT space. And I, I think there will be some big winners along the way. It, it's, it's probably damn near impossible to tell you who right now, but uh, I, I think it's going to develop into something. And, and there's a lot of value for artists too. Like Quick said, artists are making more off dropping these these few NFTs and having a few super fans and you know getting a, a million plays on Spotify. And Andrew, they're just reminding Robo like how fucking inept Robo is of emotion and feeling in his entire life, fucking compartmentalized and saying nothing else but the tunnel vision. And the business and the dollars and the, I'm I'm really bad for this, man. I need to shut the fuck up. Uh, no, I'm only joking. Uh, Clutch, uh, you've heard your fellas. I mean, those two chads. Uh, I tell you what, I wouldn't like to be you right now, Clutch. 
Either you've got nothing to say and we'll respect that and move on. Because uh, I've got a new question for you, actually. Uh, but do you want to do you want to go on that? Do you want this music NFT? Do you think? No, you we, can, we can move on. I, I, I got there's two groups of people that I dislike uh, the most in the space. I'll, I'll say I like the least Debs by far. Number one, like they're just special. They don't have human values. They see zeros and ones, and it's understandable, right? You guys are just smart. I get it. And then number two, man, it's the artist. Tell me you're poor, in, 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 without telling me you're poor, like, and I'm not talking about the money. Most artists are broken in their heads. Uh, they expect things that aren't real. They want things that aren't real, and they're not willing to, not all of them, they're not willing to work as hard as they should to make those dreams reality. This is why one of the hardest industries to infiltrate and actually be successful is the music industry. Have you got any guns, uh, Clutch? Got any guns in the house? Have you asked uh, a few other people? A few? Definitely. I'm a gun-loving American, baby. What's your favorite? What's your favorite? I always ask about the guns, by the way. Yeah, no, my 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 personal uh, carry is my uh, my uh, my Sig, my P3. Three sixty-five, so it's a it's a nine millimeter. I carry it with an eleven, uh, you know, one plus a ten clip. So it's a it's a very, very good, uh, you know, very good personal carry. It's what the feds has switched over to over the last five years. They used to it's do like a Beretta. Well, that was the Beretta, wasn't it? One of the nine in the cup, yeah. one in the like Mister Riggs. You remember Lethal Weapon? I mean, there's only me and you probably old enough to remember like Mel Gibson, like Lethal Weapon. Mr. Riggs, Mr. Riggs, the cougar. Dude, you, you can't be doxing how boo, how old and boomers we are, bro. Like I know we talked about it in the beginning, but there was only a few people in here. Do you got to keep those things to a minimum? We can, we don't. Who's Mel Gibson? Dude, I was watching fucking Rambo, the first one, man. When I was a kid, man, mad that. Like I'm, I like I'm a seventies born kid, you know. So like early eighties, I was a ragamuffin, and England in the early eighties was the most bleak. I mean, it's when the miners' strikes and that happened. You know, pure riots all over the country. My father didn't work for 18 months. Like, my Christmas presents for two years in a row were the Christmas presents, like the games and that, that my family had got the year before. So that what all I did is they just donated the games and then they polished them, like the boxes, they cleaned them up and wrapped them up. And then, like, I didn't even know. Like, I got, like, Christmas presents, but they were all the Christmas presents from the... Like, what, like, dude... That solidified us, man. Like, like I've thing is, I've been interviewed actually by Rahmer and Gay and said, oh, I'm not even going to go there. This was really bad, like, really hard time in my life to go through this with these two. But actually, they helped me get over a lot of issues that had been like two hours with Rahmer and Gaines was like the best two moments in my life. I just had this watershed moment where every bad fucking thing, dude, I'd been through just because I could talk to someone about it for the first time. And I've been through a shrink and all, like, many, many years ago when my grandma died. And I did, uh, I think I did uh, three two-hour appointments. And she did help, but she just dealt with, like, the grandma thing. I couldn't even be bothered to go any further back. Talking to Rama and uh, Gaines, just in my own head, I, like, worked things out so much. It was a fucking class moment in my life. That, like, cheers, Rama, shout out. You two little fuckers. Anyway, without rabbiting on, uh, we're getting on. Ray Clutch, fucking all the conversations going on, fucking at the minute. All I'm hearing on fucking Cosmos, right? It's either... Fucking LSDs, 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 this, or fucking liquidity problems, liquidity problems. And I'm like, wait a minute, how the fuck are we inventing shit out of thin air, but fucking there's liquidity problems left, right, and center. 
Uh, are we all living on like fake money? Are we fucking flying on Alibaba's uh, carpet? But it, there's no carpet there, really. We're gonna. What's happening with liquidity on Solana and that? I mean, how is it doing? Is what is it concentrated? Where the fuck? What's going on, Clutch? Because everybody's broke as fuck, right? This because look, this is where the money went. Uh D gods and dust. Uh, mind folk and their constant, uh, you know, uh, capital raises. You have had just projects that have taken, just by my math, close to about $20 million in the last six months to eight months. I know Quix is going to, you know, pretend otherwise. Fox is also kind of math off is that, industry. dude? Like, your bags didn't pump it useless, dude. Get out of here, dude. They brought hey, listen, in so much liquidity, did a lot, bro. Did a lot of money not leave there? How many people chased the dream and lost their asses and bought uh, dust at three, four bucks? Dude, that, that, D-Gods is not the reason for the FTX I didn't collapse, say they're bro. the only okay, reason. Like... He asked me about <laughs> See what I'm saying? Look, look. I, I say the real things that matter, right? So, like, let's talk about the, one of the most recent ones. SMB took $2 million from the ecosystem and just, you know, pocketed themselves, basically gave it a so big brain and HE. They, they conned this whole thing to get their money. Um, look, there's just no liquidity because all the big VCs, you know, all these different people in these different groups, they needed to get their money back. And they got it in the form of, you know, we're going to, uh, you know, extract, extrapolate as much as we can from the ecosystem. And it's been done. Rinse and repeat projects. Uh, influencers hyping their own favorite projects, and dude, there's been so much liquidity that's been taken from the ecosystem that now it gets to a point where you have people that will, you know, pump these free mints like Bozo, get that to run up, so then they can take five, six soul from the rest of the Solana plebs. Half of the other ones chased it. So if we look at the volume that Bozos did in the first day. That's how much uh, another group of exit liquidity. So it's like every day, once a week, once a month, there's always a big liquidity grab on Solana. It's been happening constantly. And I know Quicks doesn't like to see it, but I do because I trade it and I notice it in the, in the, in the action. And when I'm looking at the order books and the spot buying and selling, it's amazing how many times you see, you know, two, three, four, five thousand Solana just being interchanged. Hmm. I wonder how many people are just buying that much Solana that aren't Solana people or that aren't Solana projects that are just exchanging all their funds. Uh, I'll tell you what, Crooks and uh, Andrew, you fucking, you laugh at your man thinking he's an old fella. He's a fucking wise old fucking geezer. Do you know what? I'm I'm up there with him. He didn't fucking come with us, I'll tell you what. We'll, we'll, we sit back to see, like uh, Don Colleone, you know what I mean? Have you seen him sitting in the Olive Yard and he's like, ah, I'll tell you what, these little cunts don't know. Watch, man, bro. Got to be careful. Anyway, uh, Quicks, Andrew, fucking liquidity, rugging. I mean, are you, are you even in crypto at this stage? I um, yeah, you know, I'm I'm mostly doing trading right now. There, there's nothing I'm I'm too too long on outside of holding Bitcoin. You know, I think everybody should should be building a bag of Bitcoin. Um, you know, I, I but I, I play everywhere, right? Like I, I I'm in DeFi. I, 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 you know, I'm, I'm gonna be real. I'm not doing too much DeFi right now, except on I guess some of my other long term bags. You know, I, I got a little bag of Solana. I hold some BNB and stuff like that, and I, I, I like to take advantage of, of DeFi with, with stuff like that. I even hold a, a small bag of SHIB that I on the on the BSC chain that uh, I, I, I stick in in DeFi just in case you know SHIB has a crazy run up next year or something. 
But um, I'm you know, surprised I, you got I, I'm surprised you got B and B. I'm really surprised. I thought you would have had like a little voodoo doll of fucking CZ in your bedroom, stabbing pins in them every night in his eyes, and be like, "You, you fucking cunt! You did this, you fucking." <laughs> well, I got videos of me on on YouTube calling B and B at uh, at seven or eight bucks back in like 2017. So I, I had a nice bag of of B and B that I, I played with in the the last run, and I I, I, I pretty much. Drop most of it around the the four fifty mark when when B B and B was around four fifty, but I that's where I got my start playing. What I I got my start playing with Ethereum shit coins. Then like one day when when I, I hadn't checked them for a little bit and the gas fees were like two hundred fifty bucks, I was like, oh my god, never again. So then I started playing on on B and B shit coins, and that's actually what what kind of led me to NFTs because I was I was playing with with shit coins and and DeFi, and I I saw that's the, how I met you, Andrew. Well, not met you, but that's how we became friends because of B and B. Remember that. B and B paid for my. I'm not kidding you. B and B paid like my ex missus. She's got this fucking little palace, marble tables and fucking chandeliers and everything. Great. It wasn't even that much. It was like 1.7 million baht. Knee fucking shit. B and B paid for this house. Like I paid for half of it through my shit. My missus started buying like the. My missus started buying B and B at like 22, and then I like I was at eight bucks. So you guys were in early, bro. That, that's what let me know that Andrew knew what he was talking about because I bought BNB at 50 and he had made the call at eight. And I'm like, dude, I wish I would have bought eight. I made a bag because I rolled that to five something. So I 10X. But if I would have just bought at that price range that Andrew has said, man, my goodness, it would have been such a big hit. Quick, so quick story. Quick story before we finish, though. Uh, and I've posted, there's a big tweet from me about this on my personal account, yeah? Uh, after I did, I did really, really well after the uh, 2020 election. I bought some like RV and I bought, I bought other things, link and stuff, right? And dot and that, honestly, right? And then like COVID, because COVID hit uh, Thailand in like uh, January, a couple of months before you lot. And by like, you know, we were bang, locked down so quick. It was unreal. I'd only got back in the country two days before with me fucking new marriage visa. Like it was ridiculous what I went through with COVID. Lost my job totally. I couldn't like you know like the to get on the stock exchange in Thailand and that probably like here you've got to go through like so you've got to pay someone to do it for you. Cryptos was the only outlet, and from like because uh, I've just been looking at me first Atom transaction, which Atom was me uh, off ramp back into Thailand. It was just it's a long story, but Satang uh, Pro, they they just had great Atom liquidity for some reason. So I was like, oh, I need to quit bank, get this off. Dude, I, I had this like nice little fucking run up. And I mean, the missus was having like loads of problems, but like there was money coming in, so it was like off the table. But like she got into BB, I think it was like in the 20s or something like that. And then, and I got into Syscoin before I did like a fuck 12X or whatever it was, pumped a decent bit into that. And anyway, long story short, we did cash out like quite well, quite comfortably. And when the crash happened, I took five weeks off crypto altogether pretty much like non-existent Twitter. Like I literally took five weeks off of my life after what happened in May when we hit 69. And I was just like, ah, fuck that. Like, 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 like look at it. Look what's happened. You've done well. Got some, like, you've got the mortgage, like covered for a few fucking months, like your cushy, like, like, you know. And then uh, Vivian Ram is down there. Cause he was a modern at Discord. I think it just goes Vivian dropped there. Uh, or what was it? Uh, uh, the game, uh, Ax- Axie, is it Axie, right? AXS is it the, the ticker? And it was like seven bucks or something. 
And I fucking just aped. Like, I came back on a Sunday morning because I'm in Bangkok. So, like, I went out, wake up in the morning, I'm ahead of you, fucking you lot in the Western world, aren't I? Uh, and literally, I woke up, and your woman's like, Oh, look at this, look at this. This is going to be a mover. And I was like, That's seven bucks, okay. Sling a few hundred bucks in. And it pumped. And it was like 16. I'm like, Ah, oh, fuck this. This could, like, really go. Like, look at the momentum coming back. Like, like because of the Bitcoin. If anyone remembers, it was like Peter Weeks and NFTs that got us through the summer of 2021. Like that day, July into August, like Yield Games, uh, YGG, like what the money by October, the money I was making, man. For 10, like earlier, I heard uh, it was a quick mentioned the word X's. I was like, oh, I haven't heard the word X's for ages when we used to talk about X's, like 10 X's, 15 X's, 25 X's. Like, uh, was it Altura, like the NFA platform, uh, Alu, ALU, isn't it? When it went to gate. And just pumped, and I was like, oh, oh my god, I've been back. And it's like 15x in fucking five days. Uh, Black Eye Galaxy, man, fucking 4x. And, and people, you, you tweet them, and then people are bailing in. And then you fucking see the liquidity, you go, okay, um, this is not going to last. And then you cash out, but you don't say anything, obviously. We never did in those days. And you know what? When things go south, I have to say, guys, I did take a little bit of a break. And Rama's probably, I think, one of the very few that know this in there. Uh, I started, and, and someone was talking about this the other day, and I was like, dude, don't go there. But I'm not going to say this, and I'm not going to say anything more. Holy fuck, I got some serious like death threats of that. But that sort of shit I laugh at, because I'm like, bro, I've got loads of weapons and mad dogs. Like, trust me, unless you're the Albanian mafia or the Thai police, you just, you're not going there, bro. Like, it's impossible for you. Like, good luck. Good luck trying to get me. You wouldn't have a fucking chance. And I didn't even have to. I can sit in the chair and just watch you die. I've got attack dogs that like trip your fucking throat out. Like that's how much fuck. That's how many fuck. I give less fucks than George fucking Bush. George W. Bush. Right. But anyway, I was like, is this how like crypto works? And I got a bit uncomfortable. And that's when I actually moved out of like the shitcoin world and BSC fucking shitcoin P2E metas and stuff and just got into like solid projects on Cosmos and that. But that's exactly the same time as like Juno was just like coming into its own. If anyone knows the time I'm talking about, a few other projects. I'd already been in Osmosis in like July. Bro, I hit this skid. Oh, it was glorious. I've never made as I've never had as many wallets with as much money in my life. And then we got this thing called the castle and my entire life blew up. And I spent it on like loads of raccoons. This is, I was thinking, like, the accountant's going to love this, isn't it, bro? So I got some fucking, dropped some fucking free tokens, and I joined the castle and then uh, made loads of money and bought some raccoons. The accountant's going to love that. But uh, what I did do, and I, I want this to be a warning for everyone, I thought that was a big cheese, and I gave loads of money away. It's like, Rama, so Rama's down there. He's like, yeah, and he just met Rama. It was his uh, kid's birthday, and I was like, oh, bang, there you are, whatever it was, 100 bucks, or something, Rama, 50, 100 bucks, whatever I did. I was like... I just used to send fucking me nephew. Man, I was buying a Matic at seven cents. My nephew's got a wallet fucking stacked. You wouldn't believe it. That's his college education. I even had to cash out with the Juno when it was on its way down. I was like, I'm going to put in all these fucking university education in like a Juno. And then I was like, Robo, don't be a fucking dickhead. Make sure it's uh, spread. And this tether in there, but me, he's got like a few grand, but sent me fucking parents to fucking uh, Tenerife for a while to get out of England, like, during the winter, like, bro, my missus, she's got a fucking house. Anyway, this is nice. So I'm just saying, like, I am glad I spent so much money when I fucking had it. 
And now, nah, not too bad, but like, I wish I was in a better place. Uh, I, I've got liquid four figures. I'm not going to like this. I've got liquid four figures. I've got, uh, well, that, that I mean uh, liquid uh, crypto four figures. Uh, and I've got like, you know, a bit of gold to wear that, but I'm nowhere. Fuck it. I've took, I've took, uh, I've took six figures easily down to four. There you just go. That's me on the space giving you the fucking story there. That was boring as fuck, man. Fuck you, you fucking Danish cunt. Get on your fucking bacon and your butter, man. That's all you've got left, you little clever. You're not swimming up the canal. <laughs> well, I just want for the record to, yeah, state for the record that Robo never sent me any money. He did give me a really, really shitty insider tip that never made me any money also. Bro, you've got to remember, like, I was wondering where the mortgage was coming from in Thailand, right? Like, when COVID came, like, one minute Robo's working, one minute Robo's making $4,000 comfortably a month, three and a half on a bad month, right? Doing very well, living with the missus, five dogs, right? Happy days, yeah? COVID comes, bro, the borders closed down overnight. Do you realize that became Nazi Germany overnight, yeah? Like, me job, me fucking now. What, what are you going to do? You're going to look in the mirror and you're going to say, hey, are you going to be a little pussy or are you going to say there's some fucking fight in me and where am I now? Like, all right, my missus is fucking gone, but that was on the cards before fucking COVID. I'm not going to worry about that, am I? That's, that's any drama. And I'm left with two dogs, not five. And actually, the three that's gone are fucking the worst ones. I'm left with a peaceful ones. Like, I've come out with this pretty well and I'm still fucking here. I'm just saying, like, you know, it's quite acceptable to make a lot of money in crypto and it's quite acceptable to lose a lot of money as long as you know your base like lifeline is like if you're willing to fucking eat spaghetti toasties or if you're willing to like if you're willing to like have to live a hard line because you made those mistakes or whatever well then fucking that's you that's what you've got to do like you've got to be accountable for your own actions in crypto never ever like would i even think about sending someone a death threat like I bought that. That was me. You didn't you didn't come over to Thailand and make my fucking finger press the button. Like the one rug, I've only ever had one rug. It was on that shoppy fucking thing or whatever it was, the B and B shoppy fucking thing, where it was like uh two two grand or something. I mean I did lose three and a half grand on anchor, uh not in the protocol on the fucking token. Uh but like I think the only time I've been rugged, and I wouldn't say anchor was a rug, obviously. The only time being rude on that BNB, I think I threw like I don't know four 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 fucking BNB in or something at the time of one off, and it was like a couple of grand or something. But I've only ever been through one rug. The only rugs I've done is myself for giving money away when I should have kept it in capital and placed it on the bets because I was doing so well at the time. That capital I could have made. What I'm trying to say is the money I gave away, I could have probably connected. Oh, I'm I'm just gonna interject in your monologue. Do you remember when the Russian Central Bank released that post or that report where they suggested to ban all mining and all crypto? Mate, there's been that many bans that's been coming. I mean China was the leader, but, but like, like in twenty one. Dude, the most money I ever made in cryptos when the Chinese mine flooded. Do you know about that one? Late April 2021, when the Chinese mine flooded. See, I'm in Bangkok. Like I said, I'm ahead no, of you my, guys. My point, sorry, I'm eating a toasty. My point was that I aped in everything I had the day before they released that report. And yeah. it's just such a fun ride ever since, man. 
are the high, I'm going to say the high of crypto before we go, because these guys are putting up a show soon and we're all going to jump in. I'll tell you what, listen, if you're a Rack FM audience fucking member in this room tonight and you're going to jump over to the uh, Coffee and Crypto show or the Crypto Rebels or the Crypto Plebbles, whatever they're fucking calling themselves these days, you're no fucking friend of mine or Winston. And you know what that means. When you're not a friend of Winston, hey, fuck, you're up worse than me like this kid. He's, that's what he does. Security first, pet second. Great. Uh, we're going to have to wrap it up. Uh, Clutch? You've got a show coming up, have you? Have you got any guests? Who, who's popping in on your show? No, no, no guests, man. We our shows are our mornings are focused on market sentiment and what's going on in the market. There's a lot to digest here with this thirty thousand Bitcoin run. Uh, we're seeing twenty nine six now, so you uh, you're up there. We'll we'll turn it around and interview your ass. Uh, we'll have to have uh, captions on though, because you know our our crowd may or may not understand what you're saying. <laughs> Oi, at some point in the near future, Mr. Churchill will be in touch now, so we will mess up Shelby. We suggest you answer the fucking phone. Now get out the hole, you fucking tinker. Get out the hole. Tell you what, Clutch, I'm telling you, son, I'm harder than a fucking coffin nail, brother. You got any idea what you're sitting for? Now I'm only joking. I was going to come in and speak in my best English voice. When Robbo is training online, he normally speaks like this. And I try to extenuate every word I say, just so you can understand the difference between a noun and a pronoun, and an adjective and an adverb, because you might be a pleb. What do you want? Uh, which robot? Do you, I mean, I'm not, I'm not sure. <laughs> do you want? Do you want Mr. Shelby? Mr. Shelby, Mr. Charles, I'll be in touch now. Sorry, well. Actually, no, no, we want, we want the salami robo. I've been trying to get Liz into Northern Irish accents. It's having none of it. I'm Liz. Liz, come on, it's easy, easy. Come on, let me let me get you into it. She's not. She's not. I'm like you've only got to say like ow, like oin, you know. Count becomes coined. Coin yourself, lucky, Mister Shelby. That's <laughs> really easy. And and they're actually doing the double flip anyway. Let's. We're nearly coming to the end. Can I just give some shout outs? Shout out fucking Tenderment Timmy down in the audience. This kid, he's been away on vacation, been through some shit. He's, I'll tell you what, Timmy, he epitomizes the word fucking fighter. I've, I've got to say, I, I like, I've always liked Timmy. I've always got along with him. Actually, for a long time before most of the race players in Cosmos came along, like people don't understand how long, like me and Timmy have been like, fucking comment tweeting each other or whatever blah 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 but uh the man uh, it's you know he's been through a few problems and that and i'll tell you what he, he he did this thing for us and fucking man every one of us just like we keep talking about it now it's like what fucking month later or something isn't a month later we're still talking about it but we he, he got nobody guys listen to this i'm telling you nobody would have that uh ep airdrop on stargaze if it wasn't for timmy None of us could do it. And trust us, we tried. We spent a while. And Timmy did. He managed to fucking make some proper magic. So I just want to give a big shout out to fucking Timmy there. Like, But yeah, when I say uh, Chris, uh, Rama, Amia, everybody down there. Uh, Cedric's down there, always in Poroboro Low Wall. Look at the chads in there, man. Escobian, what a good crowd. Bruce, why are you in on your alt? Bruce, you need to fucking... Bruce, what are you doing in the room on your alt? Are you pumping up... That's Bruce, are you pumping up fucking numbers, you little pleb cunt? Hi, old man. 
Son of Crip, you, what do you mean? You were talking on that the other day. That's not my alt. You were talking on that the other day. That's that's a family account. I'll give you such a slap in a minute, yeah, you mug. Uh, bro, 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 you're gonna be fucking. You're gonna be worse off than when you fall off the stairs if you're gonna try to slap me. I'll fucking right. put a knee through your face. Right, we're going over there. Can I please ask all of the stinky fucking raccoons to behave yourselves? I expect nothing but pure fucking adult etiquette. Right, we're all adults in the room. There's no need to be, you know, argy bargy and all. No, you couldn't play, but right, let's go over there. All right, we all turn up. Oh, I'm dead. I'm dead. I'm dead. Let's go around the room before we finish for some quick. Uh, Make sure you have yes. This is the last question. This is the last question for you, though. Have you enjoyed yourself? Uh, Has it been gas? Uh, Are you going to come back? Probably not. And I'm only joking. But, like, you know, can you tell, like, people like us appreciate, like, people like you? And we can tell people like you appreciate people like us. Can you say there's, like, a mutual kind of fucking respect shit or clutch, man? Man, you you guys run a great show. To be honest, it was really fun to to come by with you guys. I think a lot of people suck at at running space. Is your name Clutch? Is is your name Clutch? I'm sorry. Wait a minute. Who the fuck? Oh, I I thought it was for any of us to answer. You know, I thought Clutch might be sleeping. Wow, I did say Clutch at the end. I mean, fucking hell, bro. Talk about this on your What this is, Robo, is I always offer people snacks, and they take the whole kitchen. You know, Malibu's Most Wanted, that's uh, one of my favorite scenes. But one of the scenes that taught me a lot, you know, when someone offers you a hand, you don't drag them and throw them in the river, right? Like, uh, you know, so, you know, Andrew, it's okay. You know, uh, we, we, we're snackish. It's early. But uh, no, man, I, honestly, dude, Robo, we've had a, a great friendship, dude. I, I can't believe we've known each other for a year now and longer probably. You came into the, you know, into one of our spaces, a crazy, confused Australian, and that Australian, you know, uh, like a kangaroo with the little pouches, dude. You, 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 you earned yourself a spot in my pouch, man. You're welcome there, you know. Mama Bear Clutch is here to always console, you know, give you market direction, Robo, give you, give you my all because that's what Mama Bears do, and uh, anybody else that partakes and joins our spaces. You know, I, I, it's a big pouch. You know, there's enough room for a few, few of y'all. Right. Quicks, like, just kicked him out. He's floating free, finally. You know what, I, what I'm saying, Robo? It's like when you start seeing your kid uh, crawl, and then he starts walking out of nowhere. Dude, I've been so proud for, for weeks now just seeing uh, Quicks, you know, learn his learn his little gallop there. But, uh, you know, it's uh, there's, there's room for more. Um, you know, Bruce, I know who holds the show together. I don't need to ask. So appreciate you being the solid glue that keeps this crazy bastard from really flying off the handle. Bro, you know, every gym needs a boxing bag, right? Or else it's going to go out on the wife's. So, nobleness. Wait a minute, I'm just going to go and punch their wives. Oh my God, Bruce. Are you Bruce? Wait a minute, you've been fucking coming at me in the Discord for fucking days now about fucking trying to get us cancelled and then you say that. Oh my God. Black-eyed Joe from nice, Mexico. Bruce. I mean, oh. that, that, that is classy. Um, Just because Robo is classless, you know, he, he reacts different to the classiness thrown at him. Uh, Robo, it's okay. I know uh, not every autistic person 
is special, but you are. You know, I appreciate you, Robo. And Robo, how cool, how cool would this be? Wait a minute, we've just been do- joined by uh, Fondue. I mean, Fond, I think you might be driving, you might, but imagine if he just dropped in at the end and he was like, ah, I'll just do a fucking randomer at the end. We'd be like, holy fuck. Fond, it's been an amazing show, bro. You're going to love the replay. This is how Giga Chads hang. Like, this is how people talk, be open, be honest. And I mean, Sometimes we don't want quicks to talk, but Clutch, I respect you so much. Like, I respect your business savvy. Uh, that's the thing I like about uh, Clutch the most, is and he's dry as fuck like me. Let's go for some parting comments, but uh, fun if you could. Oh, I would die. I'd probably have a wank, actually. I'd probably put jump on mute and just crap one off. But yeah. uh, quick, got anything to say? The class again. Fon's my favourite. Fon's my favourite Web three musician. No, no, Fon's my favourite Web three musician by far. Tell the room that the Robo is actually the artist behind the video. One man, one glass. Cheers, Bruce. Thanks for that one right there. And so Finn's Finn's gonna cut that out, isn't he? Finn's gonna be like, "Oh, Bruce." He's not gonna do. (laughs) Uh, Quicks, quicks. What you gotta say, bro? Because I prefer Andrew at the end above you. Uh, thank you. Thank you for sandwiching me in the middle here. Uh, I just want to appreciate, you know, you guys running this space, inviting us. I love this friendship and collab, foxes and raccoons. Animals, sorry. I was getting a call. Um, and I just want to say, don't listen to Clutch with his tinfoil hat about uh, what's going down on Solana. Uh, there's lots of magic and tech. <sighs> yep, it's undeniable. Um, right now is the time to most importantly invest in yourself, double down on what you're doing. Uh, cause if you're networking right now, there's no easier time. If you hop into any projects, discord, you're going to be talking like straight up to the founders, basically, uh, just in like the general chat. So now's a great time to build and network and connect. Uh, it was really exciting to be here. I understood about 40% of the questions and conversations, but, uh, you know, I tried to, you know. I got to brush up on my gypsy, I guess, a little bit more to converse with Robo. But Bruce definitely is a legend, uh, held it down. Uh, and I'm really surprised you went with Andrew for the final last take. Uh, well, but, you well, know, listen it, to your mom. It, it, we have, a, uh, we have a, a saying on the moon show is uh, no simping, no simping. And uh, you definitely did some simping for Clutch. For some reason, with his terrible takes, he's like the most favorite What for like all the hosts. Even though the fans love the Fox, uh, you know, I have the most groupies for sure. But for some reason, all the big names, you know, Robo, all the big names that come in love Clutch for some reason. So go ahead, simp over him. But we got to show in a little bit. We're super excited to see your family over. We hope you enjoy and hopefully make some profit because that's at the end what we're about, man. Profit maxis. So we'll see you all in a little bit. Bro. Bro, I'm not being funny with you, but you started the fucking spaces with more fucking aliases and whitey bulger, and at the end, you're getting fucking spit-roasted or fucking clutching Andrew. I mean, didn't be coming here playing the fucking biggin, dude. Bro, now your place. If I was a yardie, I'd be like, Quicks man, now your place, a whatty rider, man. Does that work? Will I get cancelled for that or not? The Jamaican one? Do I, does, that, do, does that work? Or Again, not? I understood about no? 30% of what was the take just like this space, but you know, uh, appreciate you when you did enunciate and pronounce, uh, and I learned a lot. Uh, thank you guys very much for having us here. 
So we're about to find out is Andrew. Andrew, are you on the mouth of the horse? Because you as a spit roasting uh, quickster, night. You've got your foot. I mean, Andrew, you can roast the two of these cunts all you like because you've got the final word, right? Final word. Well, you know, I, I can't wait to, to to continue the roast on the morning show. We're going to talk about the state of, of NFTs and and the state of Fox is probably doing stable coin and, and, and probably everything else going to zero and, and NFTs. But, you know, Quix is here. He, he's, he's outperforming the underlying asset. Uh, a lot of these NFT holders on Solana, they, they look at it like a union. You know, they, they can buy NFTs and then they can go work in the, the ecosystem. It's kind of like being a plumber, but shittier. Um, so, I, you know, I'm, bull, I'm bullish on, on Quix Monday to Friday work ethic. You know, he's got, he works in like about nine to five, Monday to Friday clocks out and, and hangs out with the foxes on the on, on the weekend so cooks, um, with, cooks out cooks out cooks out or clocks out did you say cook cooks out or he, clocks he, out? He, both both he clocks out then he cucks out um so you you know that's just what he does he's into that uh so yeah it's a it's an exciting time in the coffee and crypto community you know clutch will be there on on the charts in a few minutes and then he'll probably fall asleep you know drinking coffee and spill it on himself like he always does but but yeah, man, thank you so much for having us, guys. It was it was really fun. Yeah, same from the dude that goes to bed at 4 p.m., dude. I don't want to hear that, dude. Clutch falling asleep. He sleeps like three hours a day with me. We were always up hella late after the moon show. Way before you wake up. Way after. See y'all at the morning show. I wake did up you say, Did you say we sleep? Wait, quick said we sleep. Did you let something slip there? You said we sleep. I'll get that on the recording. Did you, what, what did you say? Did you say we sleep? Yeah, Clutch like you to and call Clutch. me. And like, just like talk to me late at night uh, about everything that happens their day. And he just like falls asleep on the phone calling me. He calls it team calls and he'll hit me up like, yo, I got to talk to you about, you know, what we're running for this week. And then it just kind of, you know, just an hour and a half, just clutch talking about snacks and, you know, what he's wearing tomorrow. Drifts off into dreamland. Yep. Well, I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this. This is probably my favorite show of the year. This is what this is. I'll tell you what. Well, I'm not going to say favorite because we have had like giga brain plebs on and big discussions, right? That might be important, but fun, entertainment value, me laughing like as part of the or Like tonight, I'll tell you what, guys, thank you because tonight I felt part of the audience. Normally, this is not how it goes, whether he's like, you know, kind of. I mean, tonight's not been an interview, has it? It's been the foxes sneaking in the raccoons, fucking sticky, fucking wheelie bin, trash bin shit. It's been hilarious, actually. Uh, it's been one of the most entertaining shows, bros. I've fucking hosted all year. I can't thank you enough. And guys, everybody in the room, you need to be following Clutch, uh, Quicks, and Andrew. There might be a playbagging around called uh, Lucas. He's not that bad. But just when, once you get past the walkness, he'll be okay. Uh, that, was, <laughs> that was for you, boys. All I'm going to say is get over to their show so you can click on any one of them and you're going to see them on the show in a minute. Oh, Fon sent a message. Oh, sorry, bro. I knew he was busy. I knew. Shout out, Fon, though. Our little godfather of the music. He inspired Finn so much. Like Fon doesn't even know. He's in a what I don't know. He might do. He's in one of the songs, Fun already. Uh, Finn snuck him in there as an Easter egg. But also, he was like, after after Finn listened to Fun, Finn Fun that fucks me up every time I talk to Finn. He he was like, right, I'm gonna put out this content. So shout out Fondu because our drop tonight, the last drop, like you've been a big component of this, and you don't even know. You just came on our space and dropped like nine tracks, and we were like, wow, okay, this is a different ball game. This is not how this shit works. Anyway, guys, I know you're late for your show. 
guys, we're going to do the crossover out of respect. Please, uh, everybody jump over. But when you do, and I mean Rama, Alex, uh, Timmy. Oh, Timmy, I know you were thinking and requesting. I do apologise, Timmy. Please understand. I'm really sorry. We're struggling here for time. Guys, jump over to their space and retweet it. Let's get some movement on this because these guys are really clever. They're not like pleb shit talkers like us. So you've had your entertainment. Now you're going to get some market news, updates, and some other good shit. Gentlemen, these have been scholars and gentlemen. Thank you very, very much. All right. Clutch, cheers. Oh, he's gone. He's already on the crop, uh, wrong copy account. Uh, right, quick, take care, buddy. Go and enjoy the space, yeah? No simping over clutch. Let's go over to the morning show. Yeah, let's go. Andrew, take care. You've been an absolute fucking warrior tonight, so cheers, right? He's out on me. Yeah, let's go, guys. Bye-bye. Motherfuckers screaming out loud, looking for mercy Before they find themselves working a corner down in Jersey What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first serve Mentality stuck in the burbs I'll be numbing up first before discovering what works And we'll see what other kinds of trash is under the dirt We rape them under the earth Sit and wonder about the worth and play Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served Motherfuckers walking around here looking faceless Trying to make a living selling friendship bracelets Dead ends dragging out the max amount of payment Red down days, got them acting all bankless Yo fam, what? Check these tokenomics They probing this bear, flexing broken honest I had to lay my soul down, I'm just roasting knotters And then to end a long day, 11 bowls of chronic Never known the politic, I was born to frolic It's been my policy to pollinate all over the plot We got a lot of apologists jumping in at the top We like to measure their velocity before they hit rock bottom Over the impossible loss, it's all moss And I'm liking the odds, fond doing the morning Forming mycological bonds Flick the cap, yo, the road is highly involved Flip a coin, diary fall Motherfuckers screaming out loud, looking for mercy Before they find themselves working a corner down in Jersey What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first serve Mentality stuck in the burbs I'll be numbing up first before discovering what works And we'll see what other kinds of treasures under the dirt We rape and plunder the earth Sit and wonder about the worth and play Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served Trying to figure out the max amount of dinner lace Stacked in non-toxic just to get a better Play smacking on the hostage Like the shit is play for keeps Clowns, white knight and all these Maybelines They call it implausible When model after model keeps on Ripping off the coat and going full throttle Beats, tearing apart your community All these low hanging fruits Bearing zero liquidity Got a planet in reach Coming standard to each I'm on the back ten stargazing after the siege Commanding all the management to grab a few seats And then we'll round up the beasts And send a messenger east Y'all better sign a release When I'm bumping these beats Hands up if I got mother Motherfuckers drumming the streets Yo, we got a few dubs, we got a couple defeats And if you're coming for the king, you better have some of each Motherfuckers fuckers screaming out loud, looking for mercy Before they find themselves working a corner down in Jersey What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first serve Mentality stuck in the burbs I'll be numbing up first before discovering what works And we'll see what other kinds of treasures under the dirt We rape and plunder the earth Say and wonder about the worth and play Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served Spaces. <laughs>